A popular outcast production. Well, he's drunk and he's built and he'll explain things to you while getting pretty drunk. But mostly he just ends up talking shit. Just being a friend. All right. Thank you for being a friend. Look at your um, Zencaster real quick and talk and make sure that it's showing. Oh, it's uh, yep, it's got a big recording. There I am. It's got a big red circle. Is that what that means? Yep. When it, on your on I, your little line, does it show like your wave file? There is a waveform. Okay. Cool beans. Chris, can I get a woo? <laughs> can I get a woo just to confirm? Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah, yeah, Hi, guys. yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Woo! Here, um, we, here we are. Here we are. Coronasode 3. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure how we were going to do this. Yeah. I didn't, know we, if it, I didn't know if this was going to be episode 69 or not. This can't be 69. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why not? 69 has to be horny. Yeah. We're going to leave that has to be the reunion. App. You guys have. I was going to say yeah. you guys have told me what the uh, topic is, and that can get pretty horny. It can uh, be, but well, um, it won't be. But uh, either way, yeah, it has to be the. That has to be like the reunion one. It is yeah. true. Um, but yeah, so this is going to be Corona so three. Dope. Um, which, by the way, uh, so yeah, hi, welcome to Drunk Bill Explains. I'm Bill. Uh, the A list is hitting the dab like whoa. Also, <laughs> Chris William is hitting the dab like whoa. 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 <laughs> Whoa! What was that? <laughs> I, 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 my my soundboard has effects, and it's uh, oh. it's it's my scary voice. That was really great. I love that. All right, let's keep that. Okay, Jesus, let's keep that. <laughs> oh no! How's this? Oh boy! <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> how is that? Oh boy, that's how it is. <laughs> this Sorry. is why this needs to be a, a video podcast. I, I, like I will say this over and over again, but um, it's never going to be a video podcast. Why? This really is the great. perfect time for it to be a video podcast. You just got to record this baby and put put it up. Yeah, now it's all good. We don't know how. It's yeah. so. It's so. It's. Can you tell who doesn't want to do it? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Can you tell? Anyway, um, so yeah, so welcome to Corona Sode Three. Um, so before Woo! before we get anywhere near started, um, I actually might just switch to my headphones too. But um, I gotta I gotta ask Chris. So when you listened to the episode, oh, <laughs> last, the last Corona one. Sode two, uh-huh, the haunted uh, one, yes. Oh, it was uh, boy oh boy. Yeah, this is I, your public. Your here, go ahead. This. <laughs> so I was listening. It was like one o'clock in the morning, and I couldn't sleep. So I was laying in bed, and I was playing uh, the messenger on my switch when the podcast started. And when you guys like hit the big reveal, I literally like my mouth dropped. And uh-huh. I looked over at Kara who was asleep. And then uh-huh. I was like, I gotta text them right away. I was just like, you motherfuckers. 
<laughs> you sons of bitches. Awesome. We were waiting all day. I think like I texted Bill as soon as I woke up. I was like, did he listen yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were that excited. Yeah, we, we were. Ugh. Definitely. I'm sorry that it took me so long to get to it. Guys. No, it's okay. I, I unfortunately listen to my podcasts in the order that they release and not like their importance to me. Right. So okay. there's a couple that were ahead of you that I hadn't listened to, like Monday, you know, like uh, my brother, my brother, me and stuff, you know. Yeah, gotcha. It. Small no potatoes. Got it. <laughs> Understood. We appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's really cool. I I was very happy to get uh to get that text message. Oh man, it, and it made my belly very happy <laughs> and the sickest burn from a list ever when when you were like do you think he's gonna listen and she's like of course he is he'll take any opportunity to hear his own voice <laughs> yeah that was i'm sorry it was, really, it was no no i love it because of how like dry it was like it was there was no inflection I think like we intended to cut it and i think that's why i said it no no we were definitely on keeping your it face in. there was like you could tell it was just like it was like, just so straightforward <laughs> It killed I don't. Me. I don't remember cutting anything out of that intro. Now that I think about it, maybe there was like one thing, but it wasn't like anything that like. I mean, we I definitely discuss whether or not we should rat out Kara in yeah, the yeah. thing. You definitely did discuss. <laughs> so if if we were going to cut something out, it would have been that discussion of like, <laughs> should we really rat her out? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Alice just being oops, Alice just being like, uh, like oh no. She we did, definitely got to rat her out. She did such she a was, good job. That's why. Yeah, she was like the best. Like she gets a Grammy. Wait, an yeah, Emmy. It was, and it was definitely a situation where, like, I after I finished it, I was just like, "How did I not know that it was made up?" <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like you guys did a a decent job, but like maybe it was because like the you know the blinds were lifted or whatever. But afterwards, right. I'm like. Like the big thing was you just you guys being so adamant on you not being able to share the letter with me. Yeah, I was, yeah. like that should have been a dead giveaway, but I just luckily forgot about it. Well, I we, was able to. I, I, I lied to you and told you it was like like the letter got destroyed or whatever. Well, I yeah, wish we that, could have like made a letter to give to you, but it was like such short like you know timing. Right. Yeah. Well, but then I said, well, I was like, well, just share like the post with me then. So I have the story. And you were like, yeah. oh, OK, well, you just have this. And I was like, all right, I accepted that. I was like, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I yeah. think you were so hyped on having like a haunted <laughs> doll. Like the jury's know? still out. It could still be haunted just because you bought be. it at street. Who knows? Who knows what it looks like when you go back to it? Right. I honestly yeah. have not walked into my classroom since March 13th. So. Oh, wow. Who's to say? Yeah. Um, maybe this week when I have to go pick up work, I'll uh, I'll pop in and check on her. Yeah, there you go. Take a selfie for you guys. Oh my please god! Do. Yes, yes, that would please. be the best. Okay, we really appreciate that. Yeah, what I'm happens sure if it's gone she though? Misses you? No, she misses him. <laughs> how, oh yeah. How funny would that be? She's just not there. Oh, dude. Or like all of my uh, all of my desks are upside down. Yeah, yeah. What if you what if you like went to leave for work and she was outside of your door? <laughs> I imagine her rad. like the Chef BRD can it rolls off the <laughs> shelf and like makes yeah. it to the you know the thing. Right. Oh my god. Uh, man. Chef That'd be so, great. so Chris, do you remember when Drunk Bill Explains started? 
I don't remember exactly <laughs> when, but I remember like roughly. Right. So you were doing Buddha Boys at the time. Uh-huh. We, uh, we, A List and I, we're gonna. We talked about doing a podcast together. Talked about like the concept of Drunk Bill Explains, and then you guys did a um, an episode that I believe was a Buddha Boy movie day. Mm-hmm. You and Pat George, by the way, I'm not gonna forget that he exists. Pat George, shout out <laughs> at PG uh, comedian. <laughs> yes, is that what um, it was? It was like a challenge. Um, yeah, if, you guys if did. I remember you, correctly, you guys did a Buddha Boys movie day about Stan Romanek. Mm-hmm. The I, Stan Romanek, uh, Romanek documentary. Yeah, I remember that vividly. Yeah. And uh, this the first episode that A-List and I recorded, but not the first episode that we released, was basically a challenge <laughs> about how you guys were dummies and believed him. <laughs> <laughs> that, has, that had to have been what it was. I can't imagine myself listening to that any time ever in my life in the future, because I can't imagine what that sounds like, but um, yeah, I think that's I think that you guys believed him a little. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I believe some or, of it. Okay, but like I, I, as the haunted doll episode goes to show, like I'm I, I'm an optimistic person. Like I believe things. Okay. Hashtag yeah, sure. hashtag believe all women. I'm yeah, gonna, exactly. I feel like this is gonna be a, an episode with a spectrum of beliefs. Okay. Yes. Um because we figured yeah. we were talking and um we were trying to come up with like interesting concepts and uh to do while we're um corona soding uh did like remotely uh yeah. recording and shit. That sounds and, like we, we didn't oh, believe ahead. Stan completely. Right. Don't make no. it sound like we were like a hundred percent like this guy is really onto something. Maybe okay. Right. Maybe you believe things that happened to him could happen to a person. Yeah, right. and, and there were aspects of his story. Like I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But then there was, you know, why don't we stuff- say what? So, so he was a a guy. I I probably have my notebook with my notes somewhere. Stan Romanek was an alcoholic who yes, was who rode who had no driver's <laughs> license and had to ride his bike to work. Yeah, because he had too many DUIs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was also a weird child molester. Well, I was going to say, he yes. had to find a good excuse for why he was recording his stepson and all of his friends yeah. at right. night. Yeah. And he so did he it with an with FYE some... cardboard cutout alien outside yep. of the window. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he So he had multiple things happen to him. He had seen aliens, been abducted by aliens, been injured by aliens, been chased by Sexed. the government been had sex with with the aliens had children with the aliens had multiple yes. well children. no he had he had children's with the other lady children's i, I remember thought, the i the thought kidnapped. he had kids with the aliens uh he might have had kids with the he, aliens he but did. he also he, did get abducted with that other lady he definitely did have kids with the aliens because there was yeah. that there's the one the one video was like of that little girl peeking around the banister and it was right <laughs> And yeah. he was getting all of the phone calls that was like, Star like, Child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They called him Star Child. I Something like about. that, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. Star Child? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Star Child. Star Seed. Star Seed. Oh, Star-seed. yeah. Hit, that was because of his cum. Dude, yeah. my memory. How good is my memory? Your memory is it's the because, best. It's because there's no space for numbers in there. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yes, very true. Very true. How many nicknames did he have? I don't know, but he was called Starseed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so there was uh, all sorts of um crazy shit. He got he was chased and and uh, uh threatened attacked. by the government. Yeah. Yeah, several times. At least a couple, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, One of which when he was going to his job at the bowling alley. That's right. I remember that too. Didn't they? Um, when he was on the phone, something happened. I can't remember. Did it like sh- shock him through the phone or some shit and make him pass out? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he had a seizure because of hearing uh, a noise on the phone or something. Some, yeah, yeah. It was that noise that uh, Lloyd makes in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so he uh so so stan romanek um i mean if you google stan romanek it is there's so many Uh, like uh, you don't have to i'm gonna pull up netflix and see if it's still on there i'm sure it is extraordinary the stan romanek story i think is what it was called it is um, don't, don't act like you didn't remember what it was called, Bill. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, what I it believe. is. It's not uh, on there anymore, guys. That doesn't oh, surprise me because he sucks. got all those child porn charges because the FBI that's put right. it on his but computer. It, I mean, it. Uh, yeah, the it, FBI it exposed him put... a little, right? I and I will say too that was one of the things that was maybe weirdest about it is like it was something we watched kind of on a whim and then it ended up being sort of culturally relevant. Like, right. I didn't know that that whole thing with the child porn was happening when we People decided on to Reddit, watch that, it. It was like huge on Reddit. That It was yeah. like a big discussion for a while, especially in like alien and UFO subreddits. Now so. what is Reddit? <laughs> it's like where you go to read it. Oh, Okay. So yeah. it's R-E-A-D-D-I-T? Yes. All yes, right. Ready yeah. Whip. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Ready Whip and uh, read all about your favorite thing. Um, I switch between r slash Pennsylvania, r slash GameStop, r slash Coronavirus. And r slash And r slash and r slash Animal Crossing and r slash Lips That Grip. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an old school bit i feel like that's from delusional loners days yeah we've been talking about lips that grip for years (laughs) (laughs) lips that grip it's funny Uh, because it was something that you when i when i was a younger man i was like yeah and now i'm like that's concerning yeah (laughs) it's like it looks like it's gonna turn inside out yeah jesus christ like it looks like when you take when you go to take a glove off normal but then it turns inside out (laughs) i'm always afraid like it's just gonna Yep, Come, exactly. It's got to reverse. It's like the rosebud, but for a for a vulva. Um, there, I made it grosser. Cool. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so um, so uh, a list and I talked. Well, I brought this idea to a list, um, which I'm going to say. By the way, real quick, I'm going to say in public, I am begging her to let me. She has never seen the Matrix. What? <laughs> And I am begging her to let me explain the Matrix People to her. People get so mad. I don't know yes. why. I've never seen movies. So it's like, I don't know how you can be like d- surprised. I just, uh, I, I'm not surprised. I just want to explain the Matrix to you. I think that that would be a great episode. The Wait, Matrix, okay. all three? Yeah. Like oh the, the concept of the Matrix. Yes. Wait, yes. wait. Yes. So yes. Uh, is it going to freak my bean? 
No, it's not gonna not <laughs> any more no. than no. <laughs> okay. Not not more than it already is. Yeah, you're you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like just... yeah, it's it's not spectacular. Yeah, it's uh past the first one, it's not like like the first one it, was groundbreaking. Uh, honestly, it reminds me of the Aliens franchise. The Alien franchise. It's like the first one's really, really good, like incredibly far ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And then everything after, you're just like, all right. Now, al- Aliens is it. Aliens is uh, is also very top tier. Well, yeah, but uh, like the Matrix, but it's a different two type is okay, of movie. But yeah, right. that's true. But like the Matrix, three, yeah, a list. You need Bill needs to explain the Matrix to you. Yeah, so we'll do that. I would um, love that. Uh, yeah, maybe Chris and I will explain the Matrix to you. It'll be oh. great. Look at look at that face that she's making. We're just we just have to come up with this content during the Corona sodes. So I th- you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. So that'll be yeah. sometime. Imagine two drunks explaining Uh-oh. something oh. to you. Oh, sorry, A list. Imagine <laughs> two drunks explaining to you something that you have done no preparation for, and there's no way for you to control the situation at and, all. I hate and that. It's, I really... And it's not the Fushnickens. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, let's oh, let her choose. No! She can choose. <laughs> I said, like, I'm really like busy, and you are a hero. <laughs> my grandma, my grandma was like, oh, like in the summer, if you want to come over and go swimming. So <laughs> you got to choose one of the two. We're either explaining Fushnikins or we're explaining the Matrix. Yeah, you have two options. You don't have. You don't have to choose right now. No, you got time. Think neither. about it. <laughs> nope, you neither. have to choose one. Neither. You have to choose one. Neither. Then we'll explain both. Yep. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. We will bait and switch you. Okay. Could you wait, imagine? Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Uh, can I put a condition on this? Yes. Okay. Has to be an hour long. <laughs> You've never done an hour long episode. Has That's... to be has to be one hour long without editing. Has to be two hours long without editing that's too that's a easy. fair trade that's no, too that easy not that's for the matrix easy. no no for the matrix there's a lot of like interesting okay is so it, anyway so there... so there is so, no anyway, spoon yes. yeah there is no spoon first off uh i don't understand so, okay so 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 um okay so you you sit on it and you think about it um but i will concede two hours no edits um okay. and I think that you're gonna have fun with it. Now yes. to move on, we decided that the a great idea would be to kind of bring everything sort of full full circle. Cause I wanted to um I had said to A list about this other documentary that is on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Um which I don't remember the title because it's so fucking uh, long and weird. Um, but it's sort of kind of Stan Romanecki. But I believe this guy. Mm. And um, <laughs> do, you, do you have the title, A-List? Uh, isn't it called... Bob it's Lazar Bob and Lazar. the Flying Saucers? Oh, Bob I love Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar, a- Area 51, and, and the Flying Saucers. He's the guy who's like, well, never mind. You'll yeah. get into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so did you, what, did you so watch what, this? 
No, I haven't watched it yet. I want to. I just haven't yet. Okay. Okay. So, so I said to Bill, I was like, either way, if Chris has seen it, if Chris hasn't seen it, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. It's Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, And, and, Absolutely correct. Because, like, yeah, because if you, I'm sorry, I just wanted to make sure, because I think the word the no, we, was in there. And I really... <laughs> Chris, we were laughing because Chris and I just both did the whoa. Like, oh, we okay. both just <laughs> hit sorry. the whoa. I yeah. was... No, you're so... okay, Bill. <laughs> I was just reading. Um, so, the, um, okay. So, I, all right. So, real quick, UFO stuff. Um, I think all three of us grew up as UFO kids. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I, was, did. I was 11 years old when I saw my first UFO. Yes. I was. Don't make I was that like, face. I, I didn't do anything. That, that I was hurt my feelings more than anything I'm else. Sorry. You've ever done I'm to sorry. Me. I'm sorry. I was nine years old when I imagined my first UFO <laughs> and alien uh, visit. I, see, I, story, I have I, seen. Multiple people, multiple people were with when when I saw mine. That's right. That's the only reason I haven't like written it off. I've seen aliens outside my window. I know that was an imagination. Oh, yeah. I've seen weird lights in the sky. I think everybody has seen weird lights in the sky that they couldn't explain, but at the same time could probably be explained. But that doesn't matter because a UFO is unidentified flying object Um, there. That doesn't necessarily mean aliens. You know, like how the government just recently. I completely forgot that this was going to be a part of it. Uh-huh. Um, that Facebook post. And some of the responses were uh, super long. And I told you, you should put like one to two sentences. Well, the problem is, is that <laughs> e- the ones that were super long weren't even. Sorry to call you out, guys, if you even fucking listen. But <laughs> a lot of the people who posted, um, I respect them very much. Oh, and I yeah, respect like absolutely. their thoughts and opinions and stuff. I wasn't but when being I say, like, I wasn't being like bitchy. I was just saying like they're, they were really yeah. long. It's not anything neither, that neither of Yeah. Neither of us were being bitchy. Yeah. For sure. I couldn't condense that or right. begin the to pro- understand <laughs> the, the problem some of those. <laughs> right. The problem is, is that I said, Hey, the, the United States government recently said UFOs are real. They've, they've, they've authenticated uh, several of these things. And I said in this post, what does that prove to you? And then people were saying, uh, well, that they, they weren't saying what it proved to them necessarily as so much as like what it, uh, would it like, basically it just turned into a platform to like say weird shit. Should I bring up? that while you go ahead i I just my thing is just like i don't understand how many times the government's gonna try to like act like this is new news they've done this they did this like a year ago didn't they well okay so ufo footage this is that is the i guess it was i guess it was the navy but like that's still the fucking government like that's still yeah the um the 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 footage that we're talking about is the tic tac thing so just to be clear the tic tac thing that, they, that, that this is the, like the the i don't know if it's what i'm thinking it's of. yeah it's the black and white footage of the yeah, little yeah, oval yeah. that is like yeah. kind of like flipping over itself and moving yeah. in really strange ways yeah. what was the guy who um the the pilot who faber mm-hmm. um i think that that's the guy's name uh he shot it he was also on he was he was on the rogan show the the george uh george rogan podcast <laughs> the uh the no joe rogan ex- yeah 
he was on the George Rogan podcast. Um, he talked about he talked about on there, and also because I was he, I think he was on there at the same time with Tom DeLonge, Blink One Eighty Two, who also is now a UFO guy. Yeah. Um. So the uh. So I I read this obviously. I read it. Uh, I'm not an Tom DeLonge, aka Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> created. This is why Travis Barker uh, drums with Post Malone now. Um, oh God! Which, by the way, the Nirvana shit was really dope, and that's all I want to say about it. Uh, <laughs> watch it, a list. You'd like? No, I don't want to. I don't want. You don't to. even like Nirvana, so it's no. Okay. I mean, <laughs> anyway. Uh, point is, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just like I keep getting myself sidetracked, and I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so. Tom DeLonge went on Rogan, and I think he was with Captain Faber. I, I I think that's the guy's name. I can't remember, but anyway, they talked about the this Tic Tac video, and um, that's what has now been deemed like a real UFO by the United States government. Mm-hmm. Um, my question was, what does that prove to you? Uh, that our capabilities are far beyond what the public has been told, that aliens are real and visiting us. Um, those are just two like questions. Like what? It, but the, the question is, what does it prove to you? The first person, Traber, wants to see me at the pool table. <laughs> um, awesome. Surprisingly, Chris, Christopher Russo was the only one who actually really kind of... Um, old Pap Pap. Yeah, old Pap Pap went along with it um, and said, I think it's pretty big with a caveat. One of the things people are interested in UFOs always said was the government won't admit that there's unknown flying craft around uh, using unknown tech because it would cause panic. But that's what they did. So now we're in a situation where the blah, blah, blah. Okay, so but um, a few years ago, Hillary Clinton was talking about how there's UAFs, which are unidentified aerial or UAPs on a unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. So and Sean. I 100% agree with everything that you typed that uh, <laughs> literally I read, I read I, your 15 paragraphs. Yeah. And I, I love Sean 100%. so much, but like that dude needs a lesson in brevity. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, it was a lot. I don't He's know. like one of my favorite people to have a discussion with 100%, but like <laughs> it needs time. Like you, yeah. there's no quick discussion with him because he writes these really long things. And then I feel like a caveman. Yeah, because, I know because it makes you feel stupid, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't oh no, no. It, I was just like, yeah. It it was super long, but I can I agree. Like I agree with everything he said. It was just like so much. Yeah. Um, JP, I'm just I'm just cherry picking. By the way, uh, JP, JP said, "Are we sure it's any sort of confirmation of aliens' presence?" Though I clearly did not say. This is, I said, what does this prove to you? He said, are we sure it's any sort of confirmation? And he's making the the emoji. or The like really the, the sarcastic asking. shruggy emoji. That's yeah. like the I typed the government, out character one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the government was basically just like, yeah, they're identified. They're also flying while fitting the general description of objects. So what do you, so do with that? what you fuckers will literally that's that's my whole point is i'm asking you the f word on your post yeah um if you're listening fuck yeah jp yeah honestly dude (laughs) you just asked my question again yeah 
I, literally, uh, you asked the question that I asked. You guys no don't have comment. to write off on that statement. Fuck no you, comment. man. Yeah, that's boring. No, You're we boring. Can, we can edit. We can don't edit, edit it. that. Unless, unless you guys are worried about it. She is. Okay. Um, Adrian uh, said that we were. Uh, no, we can't edit most of it because. Adrian said that uh, that we were created not by some deity, but by aliens who came to Earth millions of years ago and infected a species of lesser primates, us, with a virus that caused us to evolve the way that we have, why we turned out different from chimpanzees, gorillas, and orangutans. And then JP answered and said, can I change my mind? Can I change mine to this one? <laughs> so <laughs> Adrian Duran talked sense into JP. Uh Thanks, Book of Mormon. Yeah, I per- I prefer honestly. What I prefer is the um, uh, the stoned ape theory on how we evolved uh, than anything else. I, I just yeah, I just think it's cosmic coincidence. Yeah, um, I don't. I I wish that people would have read the thing as opposed to being sensationalized or thinking that I'm trying to sensationalize shit. I just want to know what that means to genuinely like. The if the government says UFOs exist, Chris, what pops into your head? What do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I just think I don't know, man. Like it just means that it just, in a way, it's something that we all knew all along. Yeah, it's just, it's just like it's like when they said pots okay. <laughs> well, not just, it, yeah, I, I, but it's also like it's a situation where like. Okay, welcome aboard. Like now, now these people who have like been labeled as like lunatics or crazy or whatever the case may be, these people that have been mocked for years, they have some amount of vindication. But guess what? They're all dead. Right. Like, and, and like, okay, it it means nothing. Like, if the government came out and said God's real, you're just like, okay, half the population agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. That yeah. doesn't mean it's right or true. <laughs> like our right. government pretty much says that already. Right. We just and, don't have <laughs> photographs and videos yeah, of God moving at like subsonic <laughs> speeds, yeah, dropping it, into the atmosphere at 30,000 yeah. <laughs> feet and then dropping to 300 feet in a millisecond. But it, it's um, just like. But maybe I, it is God. I just don't understand the validation that people need from the government for this. Like, and, and again, too, it is like to bring back a term from 2016 that went away for a while. And I hope it stays that way. It's a nothing burger. It's them just trying. Yeah. It's them feeding us something in a time where everything is miserable. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. it's almost like a yeah. There there's always been the theory that whenever something, whenever something real serious and nefarious, when it comes to conspiracy theories and shit, like whenever something that's real bad is happening, there's always a distraction that's way bigger that captures the public eye way more. For example, like you know. Uh, like i can't i can't think of any other examples but it's like okay so this like they tell you about ufos when really they're like you know passing legislation to can't take away your gun rights or some shit yeah like they're yeah it but it's it's just a situation where like this like nobody cares because the government like i said i when the news came out my only reaction was like didn't this happen already yeah, exactly. Like, I watched I, that shit this, a year ago. Is this the Mandela effect? The- like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember recording an episode about the government, like of Buddha boys, about the government saying UFOs exist, and like my little brother who's in the Navy sending me 
the Navy newsletter or whatever their fucking monthly publication is that like talked about what protocol is for when they see. Is that legal? Yeah, it's a publicly like it's a document you can you can access. It's just like a newsletter. And it was just like, what's the proper procedure for handling something like this after the Tic Tac footage came out? And right. it was like essentially just like who you report it to and what you report and writing down information is blah blah blah. So like when it released, I was like, uh, yeah, old news, right? Like we know, right? It it just didn't feel new to me, right? And it made I mean, if anything, it just like gaslit me because I felt I felt crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute, I, this isn't new. Yeah, I thought I heard about this. Yeah, <laughs> what about you, A list? What did you? Uh... Did you feel did like a change your viewpoint or anything like that? Did it prove anything? Disprove anything? What specifically? Just the fact that like the the government was like, oh yeah, oh, UFOs are. Un- I, really, and- I just saw memes. I didn't bother to read into it because I just I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's just I don't I don't necessarily have an opinion on it. I don't care one way the or the go- other. Yeah. You're Who knows what it is? Yes, I'm a hero. You're a hero. Yeah, you and have your no time, time to... is much more valuable. I don't yeah. have time to worry about your uh the uh your peasants' problems. <laughs> well, and like and the thing is is that like okay, cool. So they admitted this thing that that like when you think about the phrasing unidentified flying if they say unidentified it says, "Hey, there's some things that we see that happens that we can't Explain. I don't necessarily That's believe all it is. It, it's it's anything otherworldly. They don't say, yeah, they, they like nobody has ever like uh, the description of a UFO is never that this is a an alien sh- spacecraft. Right. Yeah. It's guessed that it is, but it's never like, oh yeah, an a UFO is always a flying saucer from, you know, whatever, you know. Uh <laughs> so this is one of the reasons why I compare um, Bob Lazar to your run-of-the-mill normal um, UFO guys. Bob Lazar doesn't talk very much about actual aliens when he talks. He talks about um, his story is more about the tech. He does mention some stuff that we'll get into, but... Um, my personal feeling is is that this documentary is uh it's it's made by what's the guy's name Jeremy Corbell. Yeah. That's the same guy who made the um the documentary about uh Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. Yeah, That exactly. guy is fucking annoying. I hate yep. that. Yeah, dude. I don't like him. He's I don't like him so, at all. He wears so many dumb fucking hats. I've only and seen him with jeans. like his like yeah i've only seen him with uh, tattoos he's yeah yeah he definitely yeah he's definitely trying he's he's definitely like 10 years older than me but looks like around my age yeah because he takes care of himself really well yeah but also (laughs) is the douchiest of douchebags ever he He he's trying to weaponize under 25 yeah oh yeah for sure for sure (laughs) like you have to 24 under 24 um he's so like i i hate that that dude is attached to like good things because the skinwalker ranch if you haven't watched that documentary it's a it's a very very compelling and interesting story 
Um, especially if you do like other research outside of the documentary, like watch the documentary. There's a couple of really great podcasts about it. There's a couple of great books about it. Crazy, very interesting story with tons of people, like stories from tons of different people. Um, I, I have a theory that Elon Musk is the guy who owns the ranch now. Okay. Um, because there's like this mystery guy who they never show his face and they disguise his voice because he's like a wealthy tech dude. Real quick, it would, like, give us give us three sentences of what Skinwalker. Yeah, ranch is. I, I don't know what it is. Okay, so I believe it's in Utah, and uh, it is what it is uh, adjacent to a Native American reservation, um, where numerous people over the last like hundred years have lived on this land. Um, and all of them report crazy stories from like poltergeist activity in their house to like seeing things crawl out of portals on thermal imaging cameras, what? um, to seeing like dire, UFOs. Wo- like UFOs, uh, dire, dire wolves, wolves um, okay. having people like having people show up with injuries similar to animals that got injured. Like there's this story of a of like a coyote that got hit by a car, and then this dude shows up at the house with like a broken leg, like similarly. Like so, there's just lots of there's lots of weird things about it, and there's it's it's you know your typical paranormal documentary where like forty percent of the stuff you're like yeah that's bullshit, but then there's like <laughs> a, like like one of the most compelling stories is there's just this normal ass scientist dude who is telling like stories he's heard about the ranch and he's living there to study it. They received government money. And he is like, one of the stories we heard is that uh, a bunch of bulls, like a farmer was like, where are my cows? And he didn't know where they were. And suddenly he heard a noise in like a cargo container and he opened it up and all of the bulls were in the cargo container and it was like shut. Like it was latched shut. And, and then like, um, he like touched them and they like snapped out of it and all kind of like ran out. But he was like, they were like oddly calm and, and relaxed and you know, none of them were hurt, but it certainly wouldn't have, wouldn't have been easy to get them all in there. Right. Um, just lots of, and it, I just, for the, for the record also, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go, I was just gonna say, just, I suggested if you got time to kill and you want to freak, freak your bean a little bit. Yeah. It'll definitely freak bean your bean freak. less than the matrix. <laughs> uh, I, I think that, um, and also, so a skinwalker, by the way, just for the record, it's like an ancient, uh, it's like a, a, a Native American thing. It's just basically like people who are shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. So like they can change from like animal to people. Um, every, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a coincidence that every, like there are certain um, myths, quote unquote, that, that every, and I'm get I'm going to sound like a nut when I say this. Um, but like, how do so many different types of civilizations over the years, like the, that are like, you know, have the same basic myths of like dragons or, and the similarities uh, between them, transformative, like like the dragons we see in South America resemble the dragons that are seen in Asia and, um, and like the the dragons that you see in um, Europe, the tales of those dragons are seen commonly in like Africa, right? And uh, you know, I mean, even like actually, funny you bring this up. This is my like assignment to my students this week, but uh, I just taught them all about Mesoamerica, uh-huh. so the Mayas, the Incans, and the Aztecs, right? And 
they're comparing like the things they were doing to the things that other societies were doing at the same time without communicating. So like, wow, what is it about? I want to read this. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But it's like, what is it that like both the Egyptians and all of Mesoamerica were building similar pyramids at the same exact time? Right. Um, Why is it that their mythologies are so similar when clearly they've never come in contact? Like, it's just not possible. Um, You know, uh, even like terrace farming, um, South America and Greece both were like heavily dependent on terrace farming in order for like to make food. You're so, talking about like building terraces and having like vines so of what they would do. Terrace farming is where on like a mountainside. Are you, you saying you've... terra farming? <laughs> it's no. it's called it's it's called terracing. So okay. what it is is like if you look at the side of a mountain, what they'll do is they'll make a level. And then it and then it goes off and then a level and then it goes off. Right. And the reason that they do that is so it's more manageable water. Like in Totoro, Bill. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. My bad. Yes. Yes. So what is it about these early societies that allowed all of these things? Like, was it just shared knowledge? Like what? What Like asking for like the student theories. If one if one of them thought of it, the other could think of it. Yeah. But it's like but like it's. (laughs) really unique right like we don't have that today like apple invented what like there's nobody making another iphone somewhere else in the world and it's and like maybe it's because of like the spread of technology and stuff like that but we've certainly seen we've certainly seen like uh that happen less frequently so like things i'm sorry to interrupt you but i mean like if you think about like uh other civilizations like and this is going to sound stupid but like insects so like ants and bees uh, are two like different types of creatures that like for some for whatever reason have that hive consciousness Mm -hmm. so like this like they can communicate somehow like that that we don't understand it's um there that that other there was like a thing where like uh with studying rats and mazes where like this rat like if if a bunch of rats in a generation learned how to solve a maze the next generation the first yeah. time they went through that maze they were able to solve it mm-hmm. um or like, they were stuff e- like that it was easier to learn it yeah it was easier for them to learn it um the, like things like that the fact that like cats jump when they see cucumbers because of uh because they look like snakes mm-hmm. um the like us being afraid of the dark because of predators and and things like that the fear of spiders and the fear of snakes and humans comes from like the fact that they killed us like when you know like thousands of years ago mm-hmm. so like it's stuff that like is kind of i i don't know i it's i totally in, buy yeah it's written in your dna exactly i i, I completely buy that which makes us all sound crazy yeah <laughs> but i mean no but i agree I, I agree yeah no i agree yeah. it is it is written in your dna the the dna does the like usually like the one thing right so like if a bunch of people you know yeah i mean it's textbook darwinism like right yeah it, the people who didn't get it die the people who do get it survive yeah and pass the people who weren't afraid of the dark are all dead because of they were killed in the dark yeah kill the week <laughs> yeah exactly that's why we like get spooked out when you turn off the the light downstairs and have to run up yeah. the steps because you <laughs> feel like something's behind you or taking out the trash late at night you feel like that like the werewolf is behind you because thousands of years ago there was a, a fucking wolf. <laughs> back to skinwalkers yeah um so 
So uh, Jeremy Corbell is um, uh, <laughs> again. Fuck that guy. In case yeah. you didn't catch it earlier. Yeah. Um, I is he, think he like pr- directed, right? Directed, <laughs> yeah. produced, whatever. He directed it. Uh, George Nepp is the producer. Oh, okay. Of, of this now, uh, that name's going to come up in a couple of seconds later. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> George George Nepp is the uh, the Nap. producer. Uh, Nap. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is it N K N A P P? Yeah. Every single time I typed it, then it, my <laughs> shit auto corrected to Nap. So That's okay. just <laughs> I'll try to remember. I'm already drunk. Okay. Um, don't forget. Uh, I actually watched a. I've been watching stuff about bob lazar and especially i thought you were gonna say lasagna <laughs> bob lasagna, bob lasagna. <laughs> they'd also autocorrected that <laughs> that's his that's the name of his restaurant yeah bob lasagna come on in uh it's in um new mexico anyway um santa fe, santa fe. <laughs> no it's, it's on turquoise it's, mexican what spaghetti the, what is what is the no i'm talking about alien area 51 oh alien well. 51 <laughs> <laughs> Mars needs moms. <laughs> Mars needs moms. <laughs> Space chimps. <laughs> Space jam. Do you remember um, that span of terrible fucking animated movies yes, about aliens I and space? I saw like space? a lot. Oh of them. my god, me I too. I saw a lot of them too. Yeah, me too. Um. Anyway, so, let's actually get into it, okay? <laughs> well, Chris? Uh, yeah. I, I just want to. I, I just like want to say, coronavirus can't even stop us. I know exactly. We we have we have made a pact that this can not be five hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're at an hour. <laughs> yeah, I just checked. Yep. Um. So also, just real quick, Jeremy Corbell in the beginning of this, he says that it's like uh, welcome to extraordinary beliefs. So I feel like he was trying to like the the documentary was really like a pilot for a show. The yeah, closed captioning bill was yes. capital extraordinary capital B beliefs. Yes, exactly. And he wants to weaponize your curiosity. The reason why I brought up that I've watched a lot of Bean his um, yeah, <laughs> I've watched so many like little clips about uh, uh about debunking Jeremy Corbell. Um, and there was this one video on YouTube that literally was like three minutes of him just repeating variations of cur- my, uh, weaponize your curiosity. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> on like on all these different podcasts and stuff. Why being like, well, when my curiosity, because we weren't going to talk about it until okay. like, you could have yeah. sent me that, though. I should have because it's really great. He's like, yeah, when my curiosity was weaponized, when I Play weaponized my Share curiosity, well, well. Uh, I can't, we'll insert I, I we'll, ins- we'll insert it yeah okay make that note <laughs> i will find that for me it was 1989 and bob lazar telling his story that's what weaponized my curiosity about my my imagination has been weaponized i i, I again i want your imagination to be weaponized this- to weaponize your curiosity that's my goal to weaponize your curiosity my curiosity was weaponized from that weaponization of my curiosity and I really hope to weaponize people's curiosity in the weaponize my curiosity. My curiosity was weaponized. I, I want to weaponize your curiosity. I have a weaponized curiosity. Like weaponize my my curiosity. It may- weaponize that. Um. So yeah. So now th- this this documentary also, and I got this from another YouTube video that I watched. <laughs> it shows Jeremy Corbell more than it shows Bob Lazar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which 
I'm going to go on record, and the, this is what I, I believe Bob Lazar. I don't believe Jeremy Corbell. I think that there's, and, and also, like, there's other things that, like, George Knapp, I don't believe. I, George Knapp is just looking for fame and fortune. He was the reporter who broke the case. He is also the executive producer of this uh, of this documentary. Um, and Jeremy Corbell refers to him as his mentor. Okay. So oh, George Knapp played a big part in uh the it's Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. George Knapp was thank you, Halist. I appreciate you seeing your big toe. Uh with my tape on it. Yeah. <laughs> um George Knapp played a big part in um everything. So um this documentary opens up with um by the way, Mickey Rourke uh is the narrator. But he narrates nothing. He just says weird, like, quotes. I didn't realize. Yeah, that's Mickey. So, wait. <sighs> let me read Let me read the text message that, that Ayla sent me. Go on, yeah. When we were talking about this, um, I have to scroll. We'll just edit oh, yeah. this part yeah. out. Wait, give me a clean cut. Oh, I didn't, I didn't find it yet. Jesus. You said I'm listening to Rogan. Watched it last night. Rogan episode. Curiosity weaponized. I asked her if her curiosity was weaponized. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Bean freak. Bean freak. Aliens. Oh my god, I could have find it by now. Why didn't find you? Did it. <laughs> Bean you freak. You should have. Uh, I said, L- LOL, you asked me about something. I said, LOL, I couldn't read it because I was distracted by the old man talking. <laughs> I didn't want to say <laughs> the <laughs> part. <laughs> and, then, and then she, wait, 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 wait. And then she said, I imagine Johnny Cash in the Hurt video for some reason. Wait, how did you know he was like... Did you see Mickey Rourke or was it just She didn't like... know she didn't know it was Mickey Rourke. But, but I'm saying like was there a visual cuz he doesn't no. sound No, uh, I did. Look... I was saying that because it was like the way he was oh, talking. Okay. That's why I yeah. don't want to say I Okay, we're going to beep that. So everyone thinks she says the n-word. <laughs> um so So now here's the thing that really and and unfortunately I don't have this on my laptop so I can't share the screen. But I can uh, explain. So Mickey Rourke is talking. They show Jeremy sitting in the bathroom with red light and shit. We're finally actually talking about the documentary. Very dramatic. It's very dramatic. It's it's like a Twin Peaks episode. Um, there's a, a an iPhone sitting down on the um, on the on the sink, and it goes but a but a but, and it shines up. And says, um, the lock screen says five o'clock Wednesday, July 19th. And it says like, there's a nest alert that, you know, a nest is the, uh, doorknob thing, the doorbell thing. Yeah. And then there's like a bunch of these Bob Lazar messages that come through, but a, but a, but a, but a, but So the first one says, but a, but a, but and it's from these are all three from Bob Lazar, FBI, but a but a bup raid, but a but a bup 
now in all caps. And if you look at, if you watch the documentary and you see that on the, on the iPhone, it says Wednesday, July 19th, but these messages, uh, they're, they show the date and the time and it's five o'clock Wednesday, July 19th. These messages say eight twenty five eight oh one PM. <laughs> A falsehood. Yeah. And I don't know, Chris, if you can uh if you can see so you the see the five nineteen? Mm-hmm. You can at least see that. Uh if I can get a little closer. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yep, eight twenty five. Yeah. Eight oh one PM. So he couldn't pay They came from the future <laughs> <laughs> or the past. Um I think that they were the future because um the during that time period, Mickey Rourke's like um, narration, which it's never narration. It's just him saying crazy shit while they're showing these uh, text messages that are doctored <laughs> the over the 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 thing that that Mickey Rourke says is things are not what they seem. We create our own reality. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like they're like they're hinting at the fact that they're that he's making this up. Now, once yeah. again, this is not Bob Lazar's fault. This is Jeremy Corbell's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Gandhi. There's same Gandhi quote that's going over and over again about how like we like there's an unseen um, uh, force that uh, controls us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then it it uh, then it continues with Jeremy Corbell like washing his face in the bathroom with a red light and it's it's all like made up it's make em ups mm-hmm. it, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's 100% make em ups uh, uh, yeah a dramatic recreation of when he was getting text messages washing his face in his clothes at 5 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> oh I assumed AM I didn't even realize it was PM um, it, well I mean okay let's assume that he has well the messages from Bob Lazar are at eight oh one PM. So either way, um the, uh, he's it's it's make 'em ups. Um <laughs> and <What>? then <laughs> so um so then they actually start with the story of Bob Lazar, which was the first time that he was on television. Um he was uh he he had a hidden identity. His name was Dennis. They had him sitting in a van with his face like so that you couldn't see him, but his voice was not disguised. Like witness protection style. Yeah. And it's not hard to fucking like if you worked with this guy, you that's, would recognize his voice. That's literally yeah. what I wrote. I was like, if you worked with him, you would obviously match his voice to the shape of his like head. Right. <laughs> For sure. So they didn't even disguise his voice. No. No. He was, was sitting was, in a car outside. Yeah, it was like 87 or 88. I think it was 88 or 89. Degrees? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure because it was the Mojave Desert. Uh, Nevada. <laughs> uh, like, they also, like, they put up, like, the um, these big, like, letters across the screen that's, like, where they are or whatever. <laughs> but it's probably not where they actually are. Right. I don't think I have many more notes about, like, the crazy Mickey Rourke quote-unquote narrations that are like just poetry that like shitty poetry that jeremy corbell wrote i don't I understand have, why you... i have one i'll say it when it pops up okay. i just don't understand why you wouldn't just you know disguise the guy's voice 
Right, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. So, um, so he is interviewed uh, mostly. Like, there's a woman there. I don't know. They never tell you her name, but the um, the main television anchor for like whatever ABC, NBC News Eight, or whatever the fuck it is in uh, Las Vegas is George Knapp. So he was. So so now the connection becomes clear. Like. The first reporter that was contacted by Bob Lazar was George Knapp. Mm-hmm. He ends up 25 years or 20 years later, um, 21 years later uh, ish being in this documentary, helping, um, you know, he's he's always been involved in the Bob Lazar story uh, because he is also he also had not only was he like a television guy, but George Knapp was also one of those like he had a, a radio program that was about like the paranormal he had and a shit. ham radio he was yeah. like a coast to coast knockoff it was literally like i think he he guested on coast to coast mm-hmm. from from time to time with art bell yeah so real quick art bell is like also a real one is is a real yeah like what george knapp wishes he fucking was yeah. uh that's beautiful <laughs> i love um, her, um one of my favorite coast to coast calls for anyone who wants to like check it out is um, look up coast to coast area 51 employee. Wait, is that the one that tool put on their album at the, I, the secret? I've never listened to tool in my life. Okay. Well you're missing out because they like <laughs> oh, the things that you like. Apparently Bill will always say that you are missing <laughs> out. No, he, um, like they literally are like, is it the guy who's talking? He's like, I don't have much time right yeah, now. He's like out of breath and you hear it. Like yes. he's clearly walking while he's talking to them. Yes. Tool put I, it on the end of one of their albums. Okay. Oh, go ahead. It? Yeah. Yes. No, it's just, it's just one of the like, it's like okay, either this phone call is a hundred percent real, yeah, or this guy is the greatest actor that has ever lived. Do you know the full story? I will tell you the full story of this phone call. No, so is this another is, thing we should insert? Um, yes, I you will. Can. It's I, an amazing, yeah. amazing phone call. Online, you're on the air. Hello, hello, Art. Yes. Hi. Um, I, 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 I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Um, well, look, let's begin yeah. by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, Area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago. And, and <laughs> I, I've kind of been running a, across the country. Um, oh, man, I don't know where to start. They're, uh, they're, they're going to... Um, they'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. So um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone, so give us something quick. Okay, um, um, okay, what, what we're thinking of as, as aliens are, they're, uh, they're, they're extra-dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the, um, space program made contact with. Uh, they they are not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. Uh, the, the disasters that are coming. They the, the military. I'm sorry. The, the government knows about them, and. There's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now, Art. 
but they're not doing they're not doing anything. They are not. They want the major population centers wiped out so that the the few that are left will be more easily controllable. Discharge. <laughs> In some way, something knocked us off the air, and we're on a backup system now. It's uh, the government, or... I don't know. It has to be something, though. Well, did you hear... Now, you tell me, because you were listening. That was awful strange. There was a really weird guy on the air when it went off? Yeah. Real weird out. Like uh, going, sort of, sort of sounding paranoid, schizophrenic, yeah. like crying and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how far into the conversation was it when when it went off? Just a couple, about fifteen, twenty seconds, I'd say. Oh, you you, like you guys missed you really missed the call then, and I've got a feeling somebody didn't want you to hear it. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it was really strange. All of a sudden, I'm hearing Mark Furman, and when I went That's out, right. well, the network, the network, of course, went immediately to a backup tape. It's, it's this is actually cool. really like this is truly documented. Uh, yeah, this is absolutely <laughs> like, like this. There are there are government documents to like yeah. factually back up this happening during that phone call in that area. Yes, all of it like lining up. Yeah. So, so like the broadcast in the middle of it, like they did, they couldn't shut down the broadcast, so they shut down the entire the power grid for the area. <laughs> like that's Bean freak. Yeah, exactly. It's on Wikipedia. Look it up. Stupid. Okay. okay. <laughs> not not you. Like the oh. just the royal stupid. Bean freak. <laughs> I'm scared. I keep getting. I keep looking behind Honestly, me because I'm scared. I'm waiting. I'm waiting we'll for that you, closet door to you. slide. Like, no, we'll, I have, we'll let you. I know. have not. I have not looked at Bill or you this entire time. I've just been staring at the closet Stop, door, waiting for it to move. It'll. It'll. It, it won't happen. Don't worry. There's no such thing. So, Chris, please. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so going back to uh dennis um he first shows up as <laughs> he first shows up as dennis um he uh he says you know like in his initial uh interview he's just talking about the technology he doesn't know where these uh crafts came from uh it's totally impo- like he's asked you know like how um you know if it's possible that our government might have created them he says that it's totally impossible because of the technology that's involved. Um, the live, and I actually held up my speech to text when uh, George Knapp was uh, talking about this. The live interview with Dennis drew international attention. Portions were broadcast in radio by six European countries and in a nationally televised TV special in Japan. Despite in rumors. Nippon. Yes, in Nippon. Uh, despite numerous inquiries and feelers, I think that was probably wrong. Uh, Dennis <laughs> has remained. <laughs> that's what you get with Texas speech. Uh, Dennis has remained anonymous text until now. To speech, yes. Speech to text. Sorry, my <laughs> B. Oh, I'm sorry. I've had alcohol. Oh um, my god. Uh, Dennis has remained anonymous until now. His real name is Bob Lazar. His uh, he. 
He was hired to work at a, at Area S4, which is a few miles south of Groom Lake. And as for, he says, our flying... I'm sorry, this speech to text is bad. Um, Groom Lake and what he says is uh, an area where flying saucers and antimatter reactors and other working examples of technology that is seemingly beyond the human capabilities work. Dab. (laughs) Yeah. That's the whole point is that. um, Did you get that? Were you listening? (laughs) I don't think either of you were just, you just were dabbing on it. Um, (laughs) um, So, so, so. It's uh, this broadcast was um, broadcasted in like a bunch of different countries. Um, there was a nationally televised TV sh- special in Japan about Dennis talking about the existence of alien technology in Nippon. Um, Nippon. Uh, his real name is uh, Bob Lazar, Robert Lazar. Um, he talks about an area called S4, not Area 51. Um, Groom Lake is near Area 51. Papoose Lake is near S4. It's a few miles. It's like, I don't know, some like 10, 15 miles from. Yeah, uh, I think they're pretty close. Reasonable yeah. travel distance. Right, exactly. So, and also in the, in the George Rogan uh, podcast <laughs> extravagana special. Extravagana. Uh, <laughs> um the 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 george rogum experiment (laughs) yeah the george rogum experiment um uh uh george unfortunately mentions uh he's like so you worked at area 51 and um and bob lazar's like listen we're gonna we're gonna talk about real shit i didn't work at area 51 i worked at s4 okay so like he's not claiming to have ever worked at area 51 even though this documentary says area 51 so Again, minus points for Jeremy. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of similar. Negative, negative a thousand. Mm-hmm. It's like when people talk about like uh, like Shermoka Dam doesn't exist. It's either Sunbury or Salins Grove, right? Or uh, there's there's Hummel's Wharf. Don't forget Hummel's Wharf. Uh, but again, it's it's a similar thing. Like S four and Area fifty one, they're close enough that they're the close same. enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so. George Knapp, uh, this is where we Knapp. actually get George. I'm sorry. <laughs> More like George Knapp. <laughs> George yeah, Knapp. Uh, so this is the first time we get a, a, a new, like the, the current version of George Knapp. And he's in a pool room. <laughs> he's in his house. It's the echoiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he has an echo. Like he has. Yeah. Like, and they film it on purpose because he is giving that's beautiful is that apollo oh my god you got an apollo pillow sorry oh my god is is kara still awake by the way yeah she's in the living room watching okay girls can you can you just tell her that we love her can you just just say ella kara bill and alice love you she said love you oh um okay so george knapp more like george knapp (laughs) 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 he uh, he shows up in this uh uh in real time now in uh in this in this documentary and as alice has said is the echoiest fucking room (laughs) but he does the introduction of his old radio show 
And it sounds like like the the echoing is on purpose because that's how it would sound like on the radio show, you know, right. coming at you live. I assumed the- he he uh forced them to film it there. Right, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Similarly to in Tiger King, when the guy's in the heart-shaped bathtub and he's pouring water from a uh, large McDonald's cup on himself. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is the same deal. He was just like, right. "You're filming me in here." Yeah, and and the whole reason is is to like give his extra like radio voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he like he's got this booming fucking voice, and it's like the the wackest um you know here to free your mind to question authority kind of thing you know like but it's all echoey so it sounds cool and then they start the interview and he's still echoing (laughs) yeah so he's like well yeah this is this is one of many audio issues i have with this documentary thing i met bob lazar zar 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 yeah (laughs) it's like literally it's like the the um what is that song called the the i keep saying <laughs> i want to say the statue of liberty it's <laughs> what? <laughs> what a, oh say can you see what the star spangled banner the star spangled banner it's so close but the if the statue of liberty. of liberty sang a song it would be the star spangled banner yeah um which i used to do this thing because i saw this comedian do of uh, uh, an impression of somebody at the uh, baseball game singing the Star Spangled Banner, and it goes, "Oh, well, we'll say, 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 can, and then you, you will see." I like that. I don't know why I like that. You should steal that. Yeah, Bill, steal it. I'll steal it. Just like I did just now. I was going to turn my echo on, but I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, coming at you fast like a Scirocco is one of the fucking lines. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Fast like a Scirocco? Yeah, he says that. Speeding a, like a Scirocco. What's a Scirocco? It's probably a car. I'm going anyway, to it up. Well, we'll get, we'll get to cars. Um, so, uh, George... <laughs> Because we will in a second. Uh, George's interview, um, it's only there to make the case that Jeremy has to interview Bob. So, like, the the whole, like, two-minute interview with, uh, with George Knapp by Jeremy, it's, it's George going, if you want to get down to the bottom of the UFO yeah. Area 51 stuff, you got to talk to Bob Lazar. And he might not even talk to you. It you depends on his him. mood. I don't know if you can get him on film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he literally is like, it's the time of day. It's the like whatever breakfast his he wife. had. His wife might be like his bitchy. Neighbors. <laughs> his neighbors <laughs> might be mowing the lawn. Uh, he might he, his allergies might be acting up. Post nasal drip, birds, bees. <laughs> he knows? might have a terrible echo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you got to talk to Bob Lazar. And this is the exact. Remember, it's the executive producer of this documentary being um interviewed 
in this documentary. <laughs> so it's like he knows what he's supposed to say to it's move like, the story oh, along. Oh, you just caught me at a weird time here in my yeah. pool room. <laughs> I was just about to take all these clothes off and swim naked. It you want to hop in with like me? It looks like a Sims house in here. <laughs> <laughs> it literally does. Rosebud, Rosebud, Rosebud. <laughs> anyway. So, so like it once again it just looks bad on them exploiting a guy who uh this is this is what i keep going at is like he's being like bob lazar may be a liar but i don't feel it but i definitely feel like either way he's being exploited by these two um he <laughs> george nap george nap actually <laughs> nap actually says the quote big questions disturbing answers and that's not part of his like radio shit <laughs> that's part of his interview shit <laughs> That's <laughs> that's what said before they freak your bean. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Big questions, disturbing answers. <laughs> bean free. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like we're going to do a a redocumentary and call it Bean Freak. Um Bean Freak. It's going to go forever. I don't know how to stop it. That really actually <laughs> kind of scared me. <laughs> it's still going. That's awesome. It really scared me. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm all right. <laughs> you're too quiet now. Oh, dip. Hold on. Am I better now? Better now. Yeah. Still too quiet? Nope. You're That's good. perfect. That's perfect. I think you turned it up a little bit after we said that was good. Okay. I'll go back down. No, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, let's, so, so, let's, get, so, let's actually get into this. Yeah, because now, finally, after 14 minutes of the, <laughs> of, of the documentary and an hour <laughs> and 25 minutes of this podcast, <laughs> Bob, Lazo- Bob Lazar finally shows up. Bo- Leisure shoot Bob. Laser, yes, laser suit, laser suit Bob. Lesion flesh Bob. Leprosy suit Bob. <laughs> Leprosy suit Bob finally shows up. Uh, yes. He comes um, up on the thing. Yeah. With his big old Jeffrey Dahmer glasses and his mouth. His, <laughs> his whole mouth, apparently. Yeah, the whole thing. He's oh, got a weird. He's got a very weird Joker or pub, uh, plastic surgery in 1989. Absolutely, now. yes, huh. yes. But I he's don't a, think he's the Joker, and I don't think he had plastic surgery. He's got a big maw. He does. <laughs> uh, in a yeah. shadow, you can tell how big his lips are. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's his story uh he's just one of the people people who was hired to analyze these craft the problem is is that we if we were doing like if we were just explaining bob lazar it would be way more like timeline they didn't do a timeline in this fucking documentary they bounce around Mm -hmm. quite a bit um so his basic his uh after he has come out as bob lazar he's interviewed again by george knapp and uh yeah and he talks about how, like, he was just one of the people who was analyzing these craft. Uh, in a 1989 interview with George Knapp, he uh, he was sent. He said that he was sending resumes to many national labs for job interviews because um, he's a scientist. <laughs> he got um, 
he got an interview for a senior staff physicist. Um, they don't say, I don't even think they say it at all in this documentary, but, um, the reason why he got that interview, A-list tell me if I'm wrong. Um, he got that interview because the scientist who he was replacing was actually killed on, on the site on job. Uh, I don't think they mentioned that. I don't know. I, I know they said that the, that the senior physicist was leaving or something like that. I don't know what actually happened, but right. And then they started asking him questions like about his outside interests. Yeah. And that like, is you what know, another, another thing that I, I think got him the job. Yeah. Cause his outside interests is, interests is, is where breasts is, 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 uh, no, his outside interests were like, uh, the fact that he had a, um, he had built a, uh, jet dragster out of like an old Honda Accord or some shit. I don't know. Like it was a Honda fucking like regular, like, uh, car. And he had speaking of ahead. cars, I found out a Sirocco is a hot, dry, dust laden wind blowing from Northern Africa and affecting parts of Southern Europe. Well, no shit. Sounds like a Sirocco. Sounds like a Sirocco to me. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that makes sense in that in the, in his uh, in his rant. Then, yeah, uh, I might insert the rant. <laughs> Whatever. I'll figure uh, out. This a way is going to gonna do be difficult to edit. That I'm really sorry. No, this whole okay. this this whole thing is fucking yeah. Um, it's not your fault. Uh, it's it's mine. Um. So he, uh, they ask him, you know, the questions about like what he does. He, he built this jet car. Um, he has a particle accelerator in his master bedroom. Yeah. That he built. Yeah. So they were like, obviously you're a scientist. Now keep in mind that there are, that that's like shit like that is verifiable. Okay. Right. Okay. Cause that's going to come up later. Um, he talks about how he gets the job. They upgrade his clearance level to majestic, which is the highest, uh, clearance for civilians. It's just a unicorn on his badge. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now there's also like the United States government denies that majestic exists. There's a lot of things with, uh, Bob Lazar that the United States government, uh, denies. Just for the record, okay? And obviously, we know that the United States government does not just denies shit. You know, mm-hmm. that is that is true. So, um, they give him Majestic Level. Uh, they The whole idea is basically he is hired to duplicate an alien reactor that powers an alien craft. An antimatter um, reactor. Yes. Um, that like creates the like that completely powers this and also creates the propulsion system for this um this reactor or for, for this craft. And they want to do it without uh this element 115, which is gonna come up a bunch, okay? Which by the way, I, I have in parentheses, I found this out from reading a Vice article. Um Element 115 in 1989 is not current 115. Mm-hmm. Element 115 exists now. The proposal is is that uh, so real quick with periodic tables. So the way that periodic tables are create the periodic table is created is 
there is one proton and that's element number one Mm -hmm. that's hydrogen two oxygen three water because it's like the amount of protons in each thing okay so in 1989 they were not at so are you following me do you understand what i'm yeah i i teach science Uh, okay well i (laughs) okay so as a science man but water isn't on the periodic table h2o is not on the periodic table no it's uh, hydrogen and oxygen both are the periodic table does not consist of compounds, but you're you're explaining it properly. The number doesn't correspond to like when it was discovered or how important it is. It right. it it corresponds to the positive charge of of the. It's a range of numbers and and the range of numbers and whatever, and it all fits in together. Specifically. Yeah, like actually, be, Chris was right. He there, was he was the one who's actually saying it scientifically. There so the amount of protons one, in inside of the atom is the protons is the number. Um, like so, there being or uh, there being um, like just because there's a one forty seven doesn't mean there's a one forty six. Like right. that's essentially how the just the periodic table works. Right. There could be like a like someday we could discover a, a, an eight thousand, but that doesn't mean that there were seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine other elements. Right. Exactly. It just depends on the amount of protons that are inside of the nucleus. Uh, whatever atom. Yeah. What it, is it? It's called the atomic number. So okay. it's it's uh, how many? It's like the positive charge of of the uh, atom. There we go. So. The amount of protons inside of a uh, inside of an atom is what makes the periodic table number. So hydrogen is number what? Hydrogen is number one. Right. And then helium. Helium yeah. is two. Yeah. Um, so it's a good thing you're really paying attention. Carbon. Then... The Adam family. <laughs> there you know go. that song? No, no, I never watch Animaniacs. No, anyway. it was the. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's what? Okay, it's all the the. It goes in order of the periodic it, table. It does sound like Animaniacs, though. I w- I agree. No, I the, thought it would have been the, from there. No, the Adam the Adams family. Right. No, I understand that the Adams family is from. Funny bit. I get it. I totally get what you're saying. I learned it in high school. Right. So you remember that, but numbers. Fuck that. Like fuck numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, she she mumbled through the rest of that's it. That's true. Just like, <laughs> added family. <laughs> there's boron and there's carbon. Yeah. <laughs> the there you go. Family. Boron and carbon. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Those are real things. Are um, they metals? A list pop quiz. <laughs> no. They are. You're wrong. What? Carbon boron is a and metal. Carbon. <laughs> yeah, we're made of carbon. Yes, carbon is technically a metal. Uh, so is hydrogen. What? <laughs> you ready for science, bitch? <laughs> anyway. Um, you just got bean freaked. <laughs> you are getting so bean freaked this whole episode. I can't. Like, I couldn't do chemistry because the numbers. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, so anyway, so, so the point is, is um, the current. Uh, element 115 is muscovium mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that is not the 115 that they're talking about it was a different 115 because muscovian muscovium was synthesized what he was talking about in 1989 was a 
space was from space and not synthesized it was natural and stable muscovium is not stable it has like a half-life of like point less than a zero two yeah it's like point zero two five uh milliseconds is the half-life of muscovium this stuff that he talks about it was completely stable and that's how they ran um this uh this power source now they don't talk about more of it until later because it got to break shit up because otherwise i'd stop watching i guess um (laughs) then it cuts to jeremy in his house which is a nice house and he's not wearing fucking shoes i know he's he's fake it's it's a fake conversation he's holding his iphone um on speakerphone so he's holding it like you know out like you would you know like hold your phone like a statue like a greek god in your home um carrying it around like this and he's like talking about like he's sitting in front of like yeah exactly he's sitting in front of a bunch of fucking pictures and documents and stuff like that on his on his like picnic table in his house um being like uh call george knapp and then it's like and then it's like uh the 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 english iphone version calling george knapp mobile and it's like you know and then they just have a conversation about and they use the audio from the phone call right yeah so they could have just fucking recorded it yeah they could have just recorded it like he was actually on the phone it was really hard like genuinely hard for me to understand they wanted you to think it was real but it's so clearly faked that it's not like you can't believe that it's real, even though they used like George Knapp on the phone's audio. So um, basically, uh, he calls George Knapp. Uh, they're talking about the interview that uh, he uh, that uh, Jeremy did with Bob and how dope it was. And or excuse me, that uh, George Knapp back in the day did in 89 and how they literally put Area 51 on the map. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh that is a quote. <laughs> um and then uh Mickey Rourke narrates some weird shit. It's being very spooky and gay. It uses uh, like a bunch of weird <laughs> imagery of like old cartoons and doors closing and spaceships yeah. and a computer. And it's like, your bean is being freaked. Um you ever get bean freaked? <laughs> yeah. And then they go to like how it started all in the desert. And then um, <laughs> it turns out that they interview uh, one of Bob Lazar's neighbors back in the day, which Ooh. I don't even know if they even named him, but he's a Hispanic look. He's a Hispanic guy um, with a fucking tribal, like a like a Native American tattoo, dream catcher tattoo uh, of a dream catcher with a <gasps> Was wolf. He a skinwalker. He might have been, but I will tell you this: um, he the reason why this uh, this uh, neighbor got interested in Bob Lazar was because Bob Lazar had that fucking Honda jet dragster. (laughs) And the guy was like, yo, what's up? Like you got this fucking cool ass car. Let's go for a spin. And uh, they talk about how, like whenever they would drive around uh, that uh, this dude would hold on to a fucking weapon because Bob Lazar was getting like attacked by people. This is after he's already like talked shit about the government, okay? Right. So like he's gotten his like he's gotten his tire his shot tire out or blown whatever. Out on the highway. Yeah. Um. And uh. So he's like, yeah. So I always kept it's the weapon the only on thing me. He's blowing out. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Back out. 
for real. Like try as it. they might, they cannot kill him. They cannot. <laughs> so, um, so basically, what they do is they're they're like asking him. Jeremy Corbell's like, oh, so you had a weapon? He was like, yeah. It's like I always had a weapon on me, and he was like, oh, was that the Uzi? And <laughs> and uh, the dude is like, uh, and then yes. they show they show video of Bob Lazar <laughs> shooting an Uzi in the desert, very like nonchalantly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, look, so there's there's two movies in the world that have made me want to own an Uzi. One is this documentary, sadly. The other one is um, when they did uh, Straight Outta Compton because Easy E <laughs> traveled with an Uzi yeah. <laughs> with a fucking silencer and a fucking like uh, uh, a mag. stock. Yeah, a stock and extended mag on it. So I'm going to buy an Uzi. Anyway. Stimulus um, check. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so, my god, yeah. how was that not a TikTok video? I know, right? <laughs> like I'm like, like you bought me your stimulus check. Yeah, stimulus check and then it's just like everywhere it's going. It's because TikTok is bank. not for poor people. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's right. Or people um, that aren't claimed on their parents' taxes. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even Chet Hanks is claimed on his parents' taxes. Um anyway, that's uh Tom Hanks's kid. Anyway. <laughs> Okay. Could you imagine that Tom Hanks claims Chet Hanks for anything, <laughs> including <laughs> his text? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in case you didn't so, know A-list, he speaks in a Jamaican accent. I've seen the video. I've seen it. So, um, <laughs> I seen it. Yeah, he does the patois thing. Um, so, um, Bob Lazar is being re- interviewed again as himself not dennis anymore and um is that who dennis the menace is based off of mm-hmm. i wish uh yeah exactly <laughs> absolutely um in the interview he talks about like you know bob lazar's like yeah i want to get like you know i'm recording this because of insurance because i don't like if i get murdered like this is like this is my insurance policy so that i don't get murdered mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to broadcast this on national television so I don't get murdered, you know, about the government hiding aliens so I don't get murdered. And George Knapp is like, oh, but you want to, like, you know, free our minds and freak our beans. And he's like, no, I don't give a fuck about that. (laughs) I want to make sure I don't get killed talking about this shit. So, again, like, there's a lot of um, like there's a lot more to believe. Bob Lazar didn't do like UFO talks. He didn't go on like, you know, like tours and shit like that. He likes that, like to a lot appear very do. humble and quiet and like he never wanted the attention in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think he the, did and I think he's a liar. Yeah. A-list believes that he's a liar. I don't believe that he's a liar um, or I believe less that he's a liar. I think that there's some things that he's, you know, but we promised n- to not argue. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't want to argue. I really don't want to argue yeah. with anybody about anything. Yeah, because it stresses um, me out. We just want to. We just want to like give you the the interviews. Yeah, freak my bean. Uh, and freak your bean. Yes. Can I go pee? So, yeah. Do you want to take a break? I'm and we'll sorry. Go pee? Yeah. No. I it's need a, to... no. It's totally this, fine. We would normally go pee. Yeah, we yeah, would definitely go true. pee at this point. Um, I'm drunk. I like. I don't know how to really. Explain this. Explain this. Explain this. Explain this. Explain this. Put a quarter in your ass. Yeah. Because you played yourself. One hundred percent. 
Um, I'm drunk. I like I don't know how to really explain this. Put a quarter in your ass. Yeah. Because you played yourself. <laughs> 100%. I gotta stop laughing. Mm, this is a sad thing. <laughs> that makes me laugh more. Um... <laughs> So we're we're coming back in. Bob where Lazar, his mom. Do do do. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. <laughs> <laughs> we have to come back to yeah. that. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it was. That's yes. so amazing. So um, they end up cutting Ooh, to um... Danny. <laughs> Ooh, Danny, your name's really Bob. <laughs> Dennis. Dennis. Dennis yes. Um. So they um after the uh. After the, you know, him talking about the insurance, like he's doing the interview so that he doesn't get murdered by the, like the government, um, they interview Jeremy or interviews his mama and his wife. No, his, his mom's wife... first. His, oh, his mom's she? first. Maybe I yeah, didn't mom... write anything about a, a down about his mom. Yeah. There was only one thing that, um, his mom says, uh, and that's that she tells a cute little story about how he put a jet engine on a bike and it was really loud. And uh, she was like, oh, my God, I think is he going to what is he going to do next? Is he going to blow up the world? Is he going to she literally says, uh, what is he going to do? Blow himself up? Is he going to blow up the house next? Is he going to blow up the world? And then Jeremy Corbell's like, well, what if he had information that would blow up the world? (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, like, seriously, like what a fucking idiot. Um, And then they go to the wife and really like her whole overall thing. We Where were talking were we? about the we we, we we were like yeah we were talking about his mom and then yes, then they talked to his the wife list. yeah his wife uh his his wife is a bitch his, his, here's she's the thing she's got titties does she she do got titties she do and I'm gonna look it up right now wears, I gotta see these bazumbas she wears um um she wears a shirt that is like a raglan shirt so like Ooh. the three quarter sleeve you know with yeah. the pink and white and she's got a really cool indian uh elephant uh design on the front of it uh right over her titties um her whole point is my husband's an honest guy who doesn't make things up he's misunderstood (laughs) he's a misunderstood boy yeah it's wild um so um then they cut to okay so bob works at a company called american nuclear is it nuclear or nuclear i was gonna ask how do you say it chris i i have always said nuclear 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 Nuclear. not clear so it's three syllables nuclear Nuclear. yeah it's not nuclear and it's not nuclear but it's also not nuclear it's nuclear got it so it's 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 uh yeah so all right cool um you guys are also recording right just making sure on your zencaster uh hold on yeah i got the I big just make i sure. got the big red circle okay cool and the waveforms just making sure okay so um so uh apparently uh they're, they interview a guy named Zach who also works there, or he owns it, and and Bob works for him. They never explain this. 
Yeah. Uh, but um, Bob works for a company called American Nuclear. Uh, Bob makes new products when he's bored. Uh, an example is the Atomic Energy Lab Kit, mm. uh, which was a thing in nineteen in the nineteen fifties. It was made by a company called Gilbert. Um, it was a lab kit in the nineteen fifties that they sent out that had radioactive material. Woo. So, yeah, what a great idea! Smart. What a good smart move to send that into like this is the nineteen fifties. So also like oh the commies and all that shit you know is happening as well. Yeah, but a little bit of rayon never killed anybody. <laughs> right, exactly. So um they uh they show um they show Bob doing a science. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool. And then they talk about uh um Corbell is overdubbing talking about how he's watching Bob doing a science. Mm-hmm. Um was it a cool science? It w- it was just a science. We don't know if it's just cool regular. or not. Okay. Yeah, he's like holding a, a test tube up into a flame, and then he's like pulling things out with like some snippers and, and a pipette uh, and a pipette. Uh, yeah, yeah, pipette and a uh, bong and uh, snippers and clippers. Yeah, and whatever the technical technical term, forceps, some yep. biceps are involved. Yep. I'm sure quadriceps, uh, <laughs> quadriceps. And then um, he says, uh, yeah, try these saps, motherfucker. <laughs> um, he talks about uh, like the he's comparing his work at S4 where like they have this adapt like this, uh, this um, what is the word I'm looking for? The antimatter. Oh, the antimatter reactor thing. Yes. He's comparing that to. Um, Hey guys, like here's here's what I was dealing with 20 years ago. Um imagine going, you know, living in the Victorian times and somebody drops off a small nuclear reactor. And so like the Victorian people in the Victorian times see this uh, nuclear reactor that we use right now and they're like, "Oh wow, this is crazy. There's no smoke coming out of it. There's no like there's no there's no physical like reaction to the action that's happening inside let's take it apart because we got to find out how it works and so you start taking it apart and then you remove the shielding and then you die because it's <laughs> nuclear underneath of it so chernobyl or like we had talked about on the uh interest the unusual wikipedia articles the demon core mm-hmm. um so like with the demon core that was like uh, a situation with some alice you probably remember a little bit better because you explained it but it was like uh it was a a bunch of scientists where they the, the demon core was basically it was a in los reactor. alamos it was at los alamos as well yeah i think so i'm almost See, positive yeah that makes it so much crazier that was they had the 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 uh coat the coating thing they were basically placing over the top of it that would bounce back and forth from the ball to the the uh the shield coating thing that they were putting over top of it it was like a beryllium thing on top of a plutonium core i think yeah, something like that. And like the thing is is that once again, I mean basically even if we're we're wrong and dumb, I'm sure I'm wrong and dumb. Um 
like the bottom line is is that like it's nuclear radiating uh like radiation is like bad for you i mm-hmm. guess and it kills you <laughs> uh and it fucks up your cells yeah like you figure out like oh wow cool i have cancer at a thousand percent just from looking at something <laughs> yeah just from being too close like chernobyl Ooh. and shit oh there it is whoops <laughs> I, <laughs> and i, I glanced <laughs> and i oop. i glanced at this motherfucker and now suddenly i'm dead um and that's what happened with the demon core is that like you know they the dude like, touched the, it yeah, well, like well a, there was a two, guy touched it. Yeah, there was two separate things. The one with the blue flash where it like exposed like nine people and then the other one where it was just the one guy by himself. Right. And and the way Bob Lazar explains this is that the reason why he ended up getting the job that he got was because the previous scientist had died because like there was a situation where they had Okay, so we already talked about this that that he that they had nine of them and one of the doctors like cut into it with a plasma cutter no not that but we talked about we were talking got, about that we didn't know what happened to well, the yeah, scientist then, then, the... well later on then they explained that the scientist is like that the scientist actually got killed by that he replaced by using a plasma cutter in order to cut into this radioactive mm thing that they don't thing yeah they don't they they have no idea so it's so so again the the um the analogy of oh send a nuclear reactor back in time to the victorian area you're going to cut into it and then everybody dies and then like why did everybody die let's go check and then those people die Mm -hmm. that's basically what happened with with this so that's how yeah yeah oopsie science that's how um homeboy got his job um when he first showed up at the uh at at s4 area s4 um apparently there was a guy named barry who was his boy um and barry was like go ahead grab the like the this sphere there was like a half a basketball that was made out of metal that was sitting on this table and he was like go ahead touch it and when he went to touch it um he couldn't touch it because there was like a gravity field that was pushing his hands the way he explained it was is that there was like it was like the positive two positive poles of a magnet pushing each other away Mm -hmm. and he couldn't do that but his hands aren't made of metal he was trying to touch it with his bald ass hands the the thing with the partner was they were only allowed to have one person that they talked to i don't know if they said that in the documentary but that's what i remember from him on rogan Right. And uh yeah, you couldn't like talk to anybody but your partner. Right. So like any any discoveries that you had, you had to tell that partner and then they probably eavesdropped like the the higher ups eavesdropped on that shit and like would share because they didn't want you cuz basically what it boils down to is at the beginning of it it's like okay, you don't know what you're working on, you're just working on a crazy fucking like energy source. Yeah, and they but, wanted it to be able to be tracked. Like, right. If info and, gets out, we know who did it. Well, and that's the other thing about it is that, like, so, well, okay, so part one, I'm just, me and my boy are working on this portion, and this is, I'm working on the energy. This they were other, just, they like, were this trying other to group, just recreate it totally with what they yeah. had at their lab. Right. This other group was probably working on some other alien technology that was happening. 
uh so like let's say they had guns and then this other one was like okay we can do x-ray vision and like see every woman's boobs like so there were a <laughs> bunch of like different subsects that were working on similar technology that they didn't know that they were all working on the same thing roughly mm-hmm. so like they depart they were departmentalized but yeah as you guys were saying like the bottom line is is that like you could only talk to your own homeboy and then they would try to figure out like the pieces of the puzzle. Um, so the, the whole force field thing was uh, basically in, in the mind of Bob Lazar, he was like, Oh, well, like you guys are hiding technology that would change the world. And that's in his brain. And the, and, and when he was, uh, when he was interviewed, like that was his whole thing. It was like, you guys are committing a crime against science. Like we have a way to make the cleanest energy possible. Right. Yeah, and, and if there were a... more than just those two dudes working on it, they can probably crack it way faster. Right. Exactly. But like his, his whole thing was, is that he was just, it wasn't like Bob Lazar was like, there's aliens, you guys, we got to find, like, we got to fucking rally and find the aliens. It was like, genuinely, he was just like, there's a better way. Like, there, like Chernobyl would never happened, would have never happened if we used this technology. Let's share it with the world. According to Bob Lazar. <laughs> yeah, and the Jeremy dude, he like, he's pretty much defense bob the whole time he's like he's so perplexed by what he saw it must be true like you know he's just always in awe of of anything that he ever saw while he was there or if he sees stuff from back then i just think he's a really good actor jeremy absolutely no no no, bob (laughs) oh you think bob lazar is like i i feel like again we're not going to argue but i i like i just think he's way too smart and like knows how to manipulate i agree with the first part he is so fucking smart he tricked joe rogan uh, george george rogan and yeah yeah how did Um, he how did he trick rogan um okay so i like rogan okay so there was like the migraine thing too yeah we'll we'll take a side note and and like so um, his episode of rogan is one of the few i've listened to so so Bob Lazar and Jeremy Corbell were on at the same time with mm-hmm. on 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 James uh James Joseph George Rogan uh-huh. the third experience um and uh the <sighs> Rogan believes in in Bob Lazar like I believe in Bob Lazar mm-hmm. and I just feel like that jeremy corbell is the fucking like the bad seed um like pushing bob yeah he like because here's the thing like bob lazar was never like on he he did a couple of interviews but he never went on tour like fucking like stan romanek no or the guy who wrote the fucking fire whatever attention he got though but but like he didn't seek out more attention that's the thing like there's there's like people who are like okay i want to come forward and he got a bunch of attention and then he hid well and versus he he has yet to like massively monetize it like right 
Right. Like he made money off of like a couple of interviews in the 80s. Some people will do crazy things and lie for not money. That's true. And and also, too, I I think I can see where where like uh, if he is making it up, he's smart enough to like know to like reasonably lie. Mm-hmm. Like, don't right. come out and be like, there are aliens, and I did surgery on them, and blah blah blah. He's like, no, right. I worked, I worked on this thing for like fifteen years, and right. then, I, and then I was done working there. Yeah. Um. So, and 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 realistically, like that's like he keeps it so streamlined. Mm. Um. But I also so- think that if the government was going to do something like this, that's the ex- it makes sense. And again, like Ayla said, maybe he's smarter than smart enough that he's telling it in a way that makes sense. But that seems like how you would run a secret program to make sure not a lot of stuff gets out. Right. Yeah. I, can... th- I mean, there are things that he was like right about that can be corroborated after the fact, because I think the next thing that comes up is the the hand scanner. Right, Bill? Yeah, we're we're getting uh we're actually really super close to that because there was a there's another uh short phone call that's completely fake with George Knapp uh with Jeremy Corbell sitting in his house again with no shoes on again and petting his dog again and it's like okay dude just hold your phone for 20 minutes and let's like pretend we're having a phone call but also use the sound of the recorded phone call. It's so fucking stupid. Uh, but anyway, so, um, excuse me, uh, they talk about how the government, um, would basically, uh, fuck around with the information that was given. So that's going to lead into the hand scanner thing, as Alice was saying. So, all right. So Bob Lazar back in the, in 89 was explaining this hand scanner that he used in order to get into S4. Do you have some, uh, you got some more details on it, Alice. Go ahead. Uh, he eventually gets shown like the picture of it, but I imagine he could have like drawn it. I don't know if he did or not, but it's literally just a machine you put your hand on and a light shines through it and you can see the bones of your fingers through your hand and it measures it like just uses it like a biometric to allow access to the S4 lab. So he like was explaining that to people way before. And then finally, Jeremy finds these magic pictures of this hand, sa- this hand scanner, I almost said sanitizer, this hand scanner that he had been like telling people about. Right. But he on Rogan, he says when he put his hand on it, his badge would pop out of it. And that's how he would have access to S4. I think he had jobs near places where he had contact with people that had access to this kind of stuff and he knew enough to kind of bullshit his way through it. Now, I'm going to I'm going to add some some uh some shade to what you just said. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to bring it back into the light. So, um the hand scanner uh is a is a big deal. Um he was talking about it from 1989. What he said was that he thinks it measured the bone density in your hand, and that's how they could tell that it was you. Um, Corbin tells Corbell. Corbell, sorry, it fucking autocorrect. Um, Corbell tells Bob Lazar, "Hey, you were talking about this hand scanner thing in the 1980 in 1989." 
I found a photo of this thing. Multiple. Yeah. Many photos of it. Now, so the in the documentary, they show a bunch of different pictures of it. And one of them shows the name of the motherfucking thing. I, so well, I, I was wondering it. that. I was wondering that because there's a name down at the bottom of it. It is the Identimat 2000. So I Googled it. You know what the first thing that came up with? Uh, in 1977, it was used in the movie Close Counters of the Third Kind. So huh. he's telling the story in 1989 about how there was this thing that they used to hand scan. They show the pictures. They find out that it is the Identimat 2000, which is featured in that movie in 1977. However, comma, a little bit more Googling shows that it is not just a movie prop, but it is an actual real military used device so basically what happened was is that like close encounters of the I'm third seeing, kind like the newer ones are uh it looks a little bit like an like an ATM right. like keypad and you put your hand under it these were like this big giant like if 2 you foot google, long board if you google identimat 2000 identimat 2000 yeah. you will see the photograph of the thing that he's talking about now the reason why it it appears in Close Encounters of the Third Kind is that it was uh, created in 1971 and used for the military. There's like actual pictures of military using it in order. It's like a there. There was one picture that I that they showed in the um, in the documentary where it's like a turnstile, like at a subway yeah, or whatever. That pops up in the Google images if you look it up. Yeah, where like like actual military pe- personnel are using it. So it was like it was like they tried to catch him and be like, "Oh, this guy's lying about stuff and making it up because like this thing that he pretended existed, quote unquote, was really something that he saw in, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind." When in reality, it was something that he really used to get into the base that he worked at and also the Steven Spielberg who I don't know is a pretty good fucking director and producer figured out that maybe he could use some real technology in the movie to make it seem a little bit more re- uh, realistic. Right. So, uh, so they tried like, there's like an online community that tried to debunk the entire Bob Lazar story because of just this hand scanner and it's e- easily proven wrong because it was a hand scanner that was actually it's not a movie prop. It's a real hand scanner used by the United States government that Spielberg used in the movie. Right. So for realism. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, and then. Yeah. After ahead. after the badge or after the hand scanner thing, I, this is my note with the narrator. Can we be made whole if we are not believed? Yeah. Like like Bob Lazar is some amazing victim. I was thinking it was like, I guess if you're like a rape victim and nobody believes you, that statement could, you know, be something. Hold some weight. 
Yeah, right. but being like, you know, you can't be like he can't be made whole. Like, I right. don't know. I just well, don't. I don't know. That's the biggest problem is that like once again, this is not a problem with Bob Lazar's story. This is Jerry Jeremy Corbell's adaptation adaptation yeah. of Bob Lazar's story. That's why I still believe Bob Lazar. Um, it's 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 very it's very shitty that that like Bob Lazar got connected to this Corbell dude. Anyway, uh, let me burp and then say. Then we cut to the new and improved jet bike. <laughs> He's got it painted military colors, uh, and then he takes it out for a ride. And then, um, then that's when they start attacking. The, we go to his credibility or his credentials, mm-hmm. um, because here's the problem: is that like they okay, don't this exist. guy is this <laughs> yeah, this guy is saying that he was um, okay. So here's here's the things that he said. He um, graduated from MIT and Caltech. Okay. He also uh, worked for Los Alamos National Lab, uh, which is where he was working on a large particle beam accelerator. In, uh, he, he also knew that he was, um, when he got the job, at S4, he was interviewed, he applied, and he was uh, selected by a company called EG&G. EG and G. Egg. <laughs> and eggs. Uh, egg and egg. Uh, and um, so, so then that's where the government, in my opinion, starts covering it up, or it's just bullshit. So there's no record of him going to school at MIT or Caltech. Yeah. But, and and like he says, he's like, well, would Los Alamos hire me if I didn't go to school? He literally like, that's so close to the quote (laughs) that, that the quote is, if you don't believe that because, okay. So Los Alamos national lab, where he was operating a large particle beam accelerator so it's basically like the the forefather to the Haldron Collider. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he says, if you don't think that they would hire me right out of high school, then you have to believe me and not the government. So do you believe that um, that a national laboratory would hire him right out of high school? Yeah, without any schooling or training with, or anything with, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's just an idiot savant who fucking knows everything about particle accelerators. Let's hire him. Well, no. and then he goes, people get so caught up in the minutia of, of all of the details of that stuff, my schooling and right. all that. And, I mean, there's news. Somebody sh- showed, like, a newspaper clipping. Was Right. What was that? The, the newspaper clipping was the, the first newspaper clipping. clipping <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then the first okay so so here's here's the timeline he says that um uh he okay so so like the first thing is is that they prove that he worked at the los alamos lab even though they could they couldn't find his records oh right because right, right. they found an old phone book that had his name in it right i remember I remember from somewhere seeing that as like evidence of him working there. 
Okay, perfect. So then the second step is, so now we know he worked there. Mm-hmm. Like there's some sort of a workaround proof uh, that he worked there. Um, so the second step is, is the newspaper article where he was interviewed because he had that fucking stupid jet car. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. had the rocket car and they were like, they, he got interviewed in the local paper. And he was like, yeah, like, you know, like Bob Lazar, who works at blah, 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 Los Alamos fucking laboratory. So, like, they, it was printed in the newspaper that he worked there. Yeah, Um, and he had, he had friends that said they dropped him off at Caltech at the library and to go to class. There were more than one person that said that. Right, exactly. So, like, so even though his, his education was like erased by the government which side note we all know that the government hides information we were uh alice and i were talking about this earlier so like we had done an episode about mk ultra the reason why we don't have the full story about mk ultra is because two it's not because the government erased the information it's because two dudes who were about to retire who worked on that program were like, fuck it, let's just burn the records. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a big conspiracy. It's a little conspiracy that they can just easily do. It's like a one person can go, you know what? This Bob Lazar guy, I heard him on this fucking radio thing. Let me just erase his shit. And then we don't know what's happening. Yeah. So there's so there's proof that he got dropped off at Caltech. Um, he is old enough when he gets well, not, hired at not Los- proof. There are people that corroborate that he that they dropped him off. There. Fair enough. Yeah. So that, yeah. So they could be lying. Somebody. Right. Yeah. They said they were like, oh, if if he wasn't actually going to school there, he was making a very good show of it. Right. And then on top of that, like his his experience at MIT, like it's the same thing. He was old enough to like have gone to both, and then get the job at Los Alamos. Mm-hmm. Whereas the alternative is he would have been out of school for almost a decade and right. then got a job at Los Alamos. Yeah. Because when he started working at Los Alamos, it was like in his late twenties. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that he went to school for like eight years, mm-hmm. at least if not 10 years. So, um, so then he gets this job. Also, he dropped, he name drops E G and T. Which EG and oh, excuse me, EG and G. Yeah. EGG. Um, it is a company that they do background checks for the government when they're hiring civilians. He name drops that company. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Just keep that in mind because we don't get to that yet. Um later on and like the basic like the next statement is like bob lazar is talking about like how he doesn't want to be involved in this i feel like he got coerced by uh george knapp and jeremy corbyn to be in this new documentary because he has been out of the limelight since the 90s i feel like he got like contacted a list go ahead I just I I think he puts on a real good show of being like I don't really like being in the limelight. I don't like talking to people. I mean, 
he didn't ever have to talk in the first place so about so, anything so let me put this up and this is uh, once again we're not arguing but let me ask you this question so stan romanek and that type will do like there it's like it's like star wars or avatar or whatever like any cool like fucking gargoyles thing, like gargoyle like there's probably <laughs> fucking gargoyle con uh yeah. you can go to <laughs> yeah like like there's definitely like alien cons where like data from star trek shows up and also stan romanek and like fucking you know like stan all romanek these other will take a video of your kid yeah exactly like and pretend it's an alien but like <laughs> but bob lazar has not done that i understand he came, out, he came out in 90 he did that shit that he didn't get paid for he did the couple of interviews and then now because of the fact that like jeremy corbyn dug him up like some old fossil like obi-wan kenobi um that's why he's like doing this new thing I just you can I I, yeah. I totally agree with you, but I also want to give the okay. So, um, here's the other thing, uh, between so like 1990ish, Bob Lazar decides that he's going to be a cool bro and um help some prostitutes he got caught up in a little something a little something something <laughs> he he decides that he he's gonna be a cool guy and help some prostitutes um you know uh financially financially create a brothel and um he shows up at the brothel and it's like, yeah, fuck it, let's party. And so he gets arrested because it's illegal in Nevada uh, at the time. But um, isn't that where the Bunny Ranch is? Well, that's later. Oh, okay. Much later. <clears throat> um, and this this might be one of those cases, if we looked into it a little bit further, I think this might be one of those cases that helped the Bunny Ranch become a thing. But uh, so like he sets up this mini brothel. He well, he bankrolls this mini brothel. He shows up there to like be like, hey, what's going on with my money? And they get raided and he gets arrested. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the most trouble. Here's the most compelling thing for me. Is that when he is on the line of going to jail and spending real jail time. He gives them the same story about his life where he went to Caltech. He went to MIT. I work at S4. Yeah. But et I mean, cetera, to, et cetera, et cetera. to support a list point, when you're like a sociopath at that level, one of two things happens is you either have to continue the lie to keep yourself straight or you start believing it. Like he may yeah, have just got to the point I where think he, he got to the point where it was, that was the, the belief whether he knew he was lying or not and i also like i genuinely think he's really smart i think he's really good at lying people who are really good at lying are able to keep their cool and appear like they know everything i mean so 
I, Alice, I have a question for you though, then about this is how do you just like, how do you iron out the fact that like, so when the government came out like a year ago or a year and a half ago at this point and said that like, yeah, we bankrolled tons of projects where we were like investigating and experimenting with different technologies and studying UFOs and all the stuff like the stuff Tom DeLong helped. Mm-hmm. Lead, yeah. Uh, like a hundred percent corroborates Bob Lazar's story that he was telling in the nineties like 20 plus years before the government came out and said anything he like it was like oh well it it like does sync up a little bit so do you think that he's like do you think it's like luck in his lies or do you think like what he's saying is like maybe just vague enough that it still like fits into that yeah i think he is uh i mean there's one point where he was talking about gravity being a wave do you remember when he uh, was that yes. on Rogan? Yeah, well, it was. Uh, uh, where he was like, "Well, I had a fifty-fifty chance of being right." But the problem is, is that like, but like I think he has enough of what a, you're think- what you're leaving out is the fact that like Jeremy Corbell, who I fucking hate again, <laughs> yeah. but the reason why gravity being a wave came out on Rogan was because Jeremy Corbell was like. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they proved that gravity is a wave when, like, they didn't know that in 1989, but they knew it, like, in, like, 10 years from after that. So in, like, the 90s, they figured that out. So you were vindicated, and how do you feel like that? And then he, being the humble person that he mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. goes, I had a 50-50 chance of being right. I'm saying, like, like, I think he had enough of a chance on a lot of things to be right. Like I said earlier, I think he knew people who were involved with things and he had enough contact to kind of have an idea about things. Like I said, I think he's very smart. I think he does have a clue what's going on. I think he probably did know gravity was a wave or some shit at that point. I'm not saying he didn't. I I just, I don't know. I just, I I don't know. I'm sure he went to school. I'm sure I'm sure some shit went on. I just feel like if the government wanted to kill you, they would kill you. Well, and that's the thing is that like because so here's here's Any way my they could is what here, I'm saying. Here's here's my here's my weird ass. Yeah, I mean look like, at Bill Cooper. Here yeah, like well That's an episode you guys need to do in the future. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Well, here's here's my thing about that is that like if the government wants to kill you, they'll kill you. But there's a lot of times where it is a situation. It sounds too conspiratorial to say that it's like, oh yeah, but there's sometimes when the gov- when the government won't kill you because so, then if they do kill you, then it's it proves the point that you were trying to make. Well, so I, but I do kind of agree with you, Bill. Where I, I do think the I do think the thing with Bob Lazar is that. It's exactly that, in my opinion, is that he wasn't on the inside enough. He didn't see enough things. He didn't do enough work for them to be like truly concerned about the information that he is leaking. Like, really, if you break it down, all he's saying is, yeah, I worked on this thing. That's it. That's all he's saying. So the government is kind of calculating and saying like now. Right. But the government was kind of calculating at the time and saying, well, I mean you know let's 
let him go. He right. just seems like a crazy person. We've already so, eliminated his school records. We've already done this. We've already done that. It's all right. good. Essentially, we we've uh, we've destroyed his character. There's no right. need to physically kill him. And, and now that he's coming out and saying more stuff, he's like super right. duper in the limelight. And yeah. like, it's kind of hard. Like, unless he goes to prison for something, it's going to be harder for the government to assassinate him. Completely agree. And here's the and and here's the other part is that like if I didn't finish this, um, so when he went to court and he gave them all the information that he has been giving, mm-hmm. that is improvable. Um, that was a big problem where he almost went to like real jail and did real hard time, mm-hmm. but he didn't waver on his story, and it turned out that the 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 court was like, okay, well, we'll just like fucking take your word for it. Now, here's the other thing: um, there is the the problem of him working at Los Alamos. Um, so they had found that phone book of him working like that he was listed in the employee phone book of working at Los Alamos. But on top of that, there was another person. Uh, I know their last name. I wrote down their last name is Krangle. I, if you fucking Google like this shit, you'll find it. But there was a guy whose last name was Krangle who worked at Los Alamos, who was a physicist that is still in the fucking records that remembers Bob Lazar working there. So, why would he lie about one thing that is able to be proven when he's not lying about like, why would he lie about a bunch of things? And then suddenly you're able to prove three out of the seven. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause like, because yeah. of the fact that like they, the, like there was a, there was a cover up with seven out of seven yeah. and then three out of the seven, we found out that they they were covering those up well there is that lovely quote from the stan romanek documentary of even if only 40 percent of what he says is true that's still a lot of stuff yeah but 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 like one percent of what stan Stan romanek (laughs) said was true yeah alist are you okay okay so 1989 what did you see? Are you ready? Do you have notes on this part? Wait, what? The next, uh, the next, um, him being interviewed by George Knapp. Uh, what did you see? Uh, like which, uh, like the whole school door thing. Like oh. he's walking through and he sees, like he l- yeah. glances. Yeah, he was saying like he was walking down the hallway and you know the little windows in like a schoolroom where it has like the wire that goes through it. He said that he saw two guys in lab coats talking to a small figure with long arms. In 1989. Now. He said that. Again, government has technology before we do. But uh, <laughs> those types of doors weren't common in schoolhouses until like the late 90s and early 2000s. I would say, well, like in, I, in public schools, because middle nineties, because I definitely yeah. had those ty- that type of. I was ninety four is when I graduated. Okay. I would definitely say my. I high had them in my elementary them. school when I was in elementary school. Yeah, and you yeah. were born in ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, uh-huh. so I was born in ninety three. I think uh, our annex didn't have them, but our elementary and high school did. 
So you think about that, that sort of door he looked in. And then, so in 1989, he was like, oh, I saw like these two soldiers who were looking at this, like Crete, like this figure that had long arms that was sitting in a small chair. And then later in the, you know, the 2000, like I think 2017 was, (laughs) yeah, we'll call it present day that even though it was like three years ago when this like documentary was actually filmed. He says, I didn't see an alien. What I really saw was two soldiers that were like in a in a 400 millisecond pass glance. I probably saw two people who were humans looking at a doll. They they were like recreating like the uh, interior of the spaceship. So it's like which is different than what he originally said. (laughs) <laughs> I completely agree with that. I completely agree. Um, so like, but but at the same time, if you like, at one point you sensationalize what you said, and then you backpedal because he said creature. He definitely said, and then during that, also during that, during that whole thing, he also says that he'd never heard of living aliens on the te- on S four. He never saw any living aliens on at, uh, at S4. But later on, he does say that he saw alien cadavers in the documentary. And there's like an allusion to it. There's like a drawing and there, and just the sentence that he saw alien cadavers, which is the most disturbing thing that I think about where I'm like, OK, that's probably a lie. You know what I mean? Like it, it is, it is totally understandable for me, for him to be like, Hey, we found, uh, we found alien technology. We were researching it. Um, I didn't get it. (laughs) Um, I came out. So the government wiped my slate clean. Totally understand that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then immediately after he says that he never saw any of these aliens, the Jeremy Cordell's like, oh, well, but did they have a nickname for the Corbell. aliens? Corbell. Corbell. Did I say Corbell? You said, you said Cordell. Oh, uh, well, Corvell. <laughs> the Carvel. Corvell, uh, the, 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 yes. The, the fucking uh, uh, the, to, the cookie puss. Yeah, I was just going to say Jeremy Cookie Puss. <laughs> Jeremy Cookie Puss is out here being like, uh, <laughs> Jeremy well, Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> There's He's a teddy like, bear one, isn't there? Um, what is the teddy bear one called? I don't know. I don't, know. Name, no. I don't remember like his name. And- yeah. <laughs> so um, he was like, oh, well, what were the nicknames for the aliens? You guys had nicknames for the aliens. And uh, like Bob literally Lazar's right like, away. Yeah. He's like, yeah, the kids. Yeah, the kids. Exactly. Like Stan Romanek. Yeah, exactly. And then there was not a cut to a videotape of an alien but like a fake videotape of an alien that you could clearly tell it was uh (laughs) fake um then they go back to he he starts like talking about how the about the actual craft then right is that where we're at yeah pretty much um they're like it, it basically boils down to like it's like oh blah 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 i was trying to like he keeps repeating the fact that like 
it's it's like they repeat a fact that they said before and then move forward. So it's like, yeah, we're just trying to backwards engineer this like thing, this antimatter thing. He and yeah, then, he always is like, I don't, I didn't have much to do other than to recreate this thing. Because then they're mm-hmm. like in the Rogan thing, he's like, uh, well, what was it made out of? And and um. Bob is like, well, I don't know. That would have fallen under the metallurgy division. I don't know if it was metal or if it was ceramic. He's like, we were just trying to recreate the reactor. Yeah. So I think he got to look at it how many times? He said said for sure he was in there at least one time. And he explained it as like, there were no right angles. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he said that he actually was inside like the hull of the ship two times. um, And that it like it seemed like it was made out of stainless steel but brushed it wasn't like shiny it was brushed metal it probably looked and, like when you put something in the dishwasher metal that you're not supposed to right exactly <laughs> exactly but then also on top of that it was also the um like it just the right angles he the way he explained it was was like oh there were a bunch of right angles in this thing but then it was made out of wax and then people melted it so then the right angles became like weird angles and it was also way too short for regular people regular people i think he said he was 510 and it was built for people half his size yeah exactly exactly which goes back people. to the um it it goes back to the like the doll that they saw Mm -hmm. that he said he saw um uh he keeps talking about the fact that like the real crime here and the real reason he keeps talking about this is because of the rep uh the repression of the unknown technology he doesn't really care about like the fact that like oh yeah it's cool that like aliens exist one of the things would change the economy right <laughs> so he understands why it would like fuck with like the government wouldn't release it right um the other thing that he explains is like when he's talking about the actual way that the um that the antimatter reactor worked he says that um it's reactionless whereas like okay so like a jet engine it pulls air in and shoots jet air out and that's how the the aircraft moves forward. I'm assuming okay. because of combustion. Right. Yeah, that's what reaction means. Reaction means that there's some form of combustion, like there's an igni- ignition process. Right. With the uh engines that he was working with, there was they were reactionless. Uh in other words, the the way that it worked was is that these um and we'll get further on to into it later but basically what it did was it distorted gravity in front of it and that's how it pulled this uh aircraft ahead now like the mattress with the bowling ball yes the biggest yeah the the way he explained it on rogan's podcast was was like okay you put a bowling ball on a mattress and you put your fist and you push it down you push down in front of the bowling ball yeah And the bowling ball rolls in front of it, like rolls towards your fist. Mm -hmm. That's how this engine worked. So that was like the short version of it. 
later on we'll get into like a little bit more i guess i kind of sort of <laughs> i don't know if we really understand it but yeah it's yeah it's, <laughs> it's impossible to really understand how it worked it's just that he explains it the same way over 25 years you know well 90 to 20 so 20 years um so uh he also on rogan's around this same time when they're talking about the same thing on rogan's pod on george rogan's pod palmcast mm-hmm. uh he mentions um because rogan asks him like how do they find these and the this is one thing that they do not talk about in the um in in the documentary uh he does talk about in the uh rogan podcast though that they probably like he knows for sure or at least he heard a story or a rumor that one of them was dug up in in an archaeological type of website or like in an archaeological type (laughs) of site not website that would be dumb (laughs) um in a, in in an archaeological that sounds site. like a so, band name archaeological yeah. Website. website yeah yeah um so it's he's, half of the members of arcade fire yeah and the other half is queen of the stone age <laughs> um, so so they find this like th- so imagine though i mean like realistically we're talking about like some like indiana jones shit where they find alien technology with the crystal skull or whatever, you know, where it's it's proven that this shit exists because they dug it up. Mm-hmm. Because these aliens crash landed on our uh on our planet thousands or millions of years ago. And that's how they got nine of these starships to experiment on. Yep. Nine of them. And then he also says in 1989 that he is able to, he has only been in, he touched one, he went inside of one, and he worked on the same one that he was inside of. So he saw nine of them. He touched two of them. Fair enough. Um, in 1989, he's uh, he is once again, going back to the child thing, he said that everything in the uh, inside was uh, child size, and that, and then finally, he does admit to seeing alien cadavers, but never a live alien. He, in he says that S4. the the seats were small enough to fit the alien, like the alien cadavers that he had seen. Right. Exactly. So they were, you know, the same exact size basically and then he goes to his his hypnosis is that what you're going to talk about yep exactly <laughs> uh, did, did did stan romanek do hypnosis yes i don't re- yeah i thought he did because remember okay. he wrote cheese mm-hmm. right and on his and, paper and and stan romanek's if you google whatever i can't remember the guy's name but i remember if you google stan romanek whatever the guy's hypnotist names was yeah if you google that guy's name and then hoax or debunked or skeptic or any of that stuff a bunch of things come up um the hypnos uh the hypnotist that 
Bob Lazar went to is named uh, Lane Keck. Bryant. Oh. Lane Keck. <laughs> Lane Bryant, where he bought his plus size women's mm-hmm. clothing. <laughs> um, if you try to Google Lane Keck, scam or debunked or any of that stuff, nothing really comes up. It's just like there was this one court case where in California he wasn't qualified to say that this guy didn't murder somebody because of hypnotic uh, suggestion. So Lane Keck does the um, hypnotism. Mm -hmm. Yes, he does the hypnotism and puts uh, Bob into a whatever uh, a voodoo trance a voodoo trance and bob is suddenly able to start drawing everything from his deep memories like hypnosis works yeah like his schematics so yeah the the ship you know looks like a saucer and bob draws it sideways and then when he wakes up he's like i don't get it i don't get it and they turn it sideways and they're like Oh my God, it's the ship. It wasn't really the ship. It was more like a more technical drawing, but yeah, <laughs> but it's, but you're basically right. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, he drew, it, he drew like the saucer and then he would draw like arrows pointing like, and then he would draw like a bigger sec, like a bigger picture of the section that he was like looking at. And he, he drew like side profile, like side, side, uh, like the side profile and then he would draw like, top down. Yeah, like and it then was he sliced draw in like, half. Yeah, exactly. And shit like that. And um like a Wes Anderson prop. Right. Really, honestly. Um so uh the big thing is is that like he also uh he remembered not only did he remember how to draw shit, but he remembered that there was an antimatter reactor that's where all this comes from so he remembered that there was an antimatter reactor and there were three gravity emitters on the ship that he worked on the yeah, sports he model also was as he like called it. remembering how it worked not just what it looked like but also accessing the deep parts of his memories of the stuff he learned that he's forgotten right so like hypnosis does exactly which it does or it doesn't depending on what you believe there are plenty of people who say that this isn't how hypnosis works. And there are plenty of people who say this is how hypnosis works. Um, so that's how he also remembered about S4 and about EG and G um, through hypnosis because, and like, and here's the thing though. So like, so like the detractors are like, Oh yeah. So he forgot how a fucking spaceship looked because of like repression but he also forgot that he was interviewed by a company called EGNG and then later that was brought up in his hypnosis and he remembered and the guy who who interviewed him which I'm I'm getting ahead of myself Mike Thigpen was very cool a, name yeah very cool name and a very memorable name um he forgot about he forgot about the it's like it's like fucking uh mike from breaking bad like <laughs> fucking uh what's his name Ermin trout Ermin trout yeah 
uh it's it's like this is how i memorize this is how i think about this dude in my brain um so mike thigpen was his job he worked for em he eg and g egg and bill it's not hard to remember egg eg and g <laughs> and he you're right and he, his job was to uh do background checks for the government mm-hmm. And this guy was interviewed, not just by like fucking lion ass Jeremy Corbell, but like Vice. And they fucking like he remembered interviewing Bob Lazar for this fucking uh, government uh, application. <clears throat> right. And well, also, too, I think the whole like him forgetting stuff thing isn't <clears throat> isn't necessarily like insane because. Like, we do know on paper that the government has experimented in, like, memory things. Whether it's, like, yeah. helping people repress memories or MK Ultra Acid. shit. Like, yeah, they've yeah. done it. So, in my mind, it totally makes sense that, like, Bob Lazar would have been a scientist working on a ship for, like, so long. And then went through some, you know, um, like, acid tests and whatever else the the they put him through once he was done doing the research to like to like lock away that part of the memory yeah so exactly because there are people who are like how do you forget that right like how do you forget working on a spaceship right like i remember any odd thing that happens to me of course you'd remember that but not if the government intervened with your memory Right, exactly. It's like uh, there's there's more and more. There was a guy who just was on Rogan recently, who um he wrote a a book called Chaos, something about um Charles Manson, mm-hmm. about how Charles Manson was one of the people who was probably uh, involved in MK Ultra mm-hmm. because of the fact that like Charles Manson when he should have been locked up, uh in and put in like federal jail he was released multiple times Mm -hmm. because he got arrested for like, you know, trafficking, um, dancing. uh, He trafficked dancing over state lines. Um, and also, you know, drugs, um, which you're allowed to take drugs across state lines, but definitely not acid burgers. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So he, he, he had a DVD of Bob's burgers that he, took across state lines no um marilyn marilyn manson was <laughs> <laughs> uh charles manson was uh was one of the few people who was busted where he should have gone to federal prison but he was released a bunch um i'll link to it or something but uh so like this is the type of shit that the government did and it's not the quote unquote the capital t capital g the government yeah it was like a bunch of people who were involved with some shady shit it's like the same thing as like oh the cia brought drugs into the country no it was some like fucking cowboy cia agents that brought cocaine into the country in the 80s that really happened but it wasn't the CIA. It was dudes who were like, I want to make a thousand dollars a day and I can fucking get away with it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
So, um, anyway, so that's how I kind of continue to, like I said before, I don't know if I said this before, um, uh, Bob Lazar brought his friends to watch UFOs flying around over top of Papoose Lake, mm-hmm. which is not Groom Lake, which is near Area 51, but Papoose Lake, which is near Area S4. So there's yep. like these little details where it's like, oh, no, there was no such thing as Papoose Lake unless you were there during this time there was no such thing as s4 during this time you would have said groom lake and area 51 in 1989 Mm -hmm. bob ross i mean bob lazar painted a beautiful picture that was not area 51 but he did uh s4 there was um the the 115 thing the element 115 thing uh which the video uh what what is the whole idea with the labs the lab cloud chamber the cloud chamber yeah the cloud chamber thing is fucking it's a there's a video of like that they make a big that jeremy uh and bob or uh, excuse me uh that george knapp knapp make a big deal about um that's like oh there's this cloud chamber video and i and they never actually explain it well because it, they show like a like 20 seconds of a minute video the uh, the the general idea is that element 115 is inside of this vapor chamber i'm not sure what the the vapor does it's i, I think it's to show the light i'm assuming like yeah, in a Ben's like in a car light. test like basically so yeah the the 115 was bending the light and pulling it down and they were using the vapor i think to show the the light so you being can see bent. the light being manipulated yeah right and that's the thing is that like they don't really go into detail in the video but like after they show it then they talk about it a little bit more mm-hmm. so it's very confusing but basically like then I mean, after in the that, video they... it just looks like some smoke blowing around in a room Right, like, like it looks like a little bit of something, but it's kind of hard to tell because it is. It's a really short video. Right, it it's apparently, uh, quote unquote, in typical Bob Lazar fashion. Mm -hmm. There's a less than a minute of it, and then he records over it with some soap operas. (laughs) And then there's the raid. So there was one raid before that they allude to in the newspaper article. But then the the raid that we talked about at the very beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. the the fake text messages that um, we're talking about the real raid that ha- did happen mm-hmm. um, in August. Um, so according to this Vice article, this is what I have a, a screen capture of. It says, um, according to reports by Michigan State Police Sergeant Detective Tom Rajala, however you pronounce that. Uh, Just the like ev- that. Sounds great. Uh, the events leading up to the search of United Nuclear began in late 2015 with the mysterious death of 31-year-old Janelle or J- yeah, Janelle Struzel. Raja says doctors included 
excuse me, Raja says, doctors concluded Struzel was poisoned and died of thallium toxicity. Mm. Quote, colorless, odorless, and tasteless, thallium sulfate has been described as the poisoner's poison due to the substance's high toxicity and difficulty to detect. So basically what that means is, is that um, United Nuclear sold a bunch of thallium to uh, this person. Um, I lost the name. I can't read. Janel Struzel. Um, they, uh, this company sold it to Janel Struzel. Bad. Who just, yeah. Who decided to kill themselves with it. Yeah. And they wanted to make sure that there was no foul play. So the FBI raided this company, United Nuclear. The Jeremy Corbell took advantage of the fact that they were being raided and coerced, in my opinion, coerced. Yes. Uh, Bob Lazar to say it probably had something to do with him, quote unquote, stealing some element 115 <laughs> in 1989. And that's why they raided his fucking company in 2017. Yeah, there's like twice where Bob says like, no, I think it was just over the risk. They just wanted this paperwork to see what happened with the selling of that chemical. He literally, yes, he literally says, uh, well, thallium is a different, it's a difficult chemical to like purchase, like because of what can be done with it. So, right. Like, so, so obviously the FBI would raid you. Yeah. If someone, if someone purchased enough and accidentally poisoned themselves, like the cuz the FBI then thinks like well what was this person doing with this if they didn't know how to handle it safely and then who were they going to use it on or what was the purpose of it or whatever the case may be Jeremy Here's just where, wants Bob to sound targeted yeah yeah exactly and then Bob is like ah, i don't know and then basically like Jeremy puts him in the position where he says uh like he's like oh yeah i mean like it's weird that they showed up instead of just sending me a letter and asking me for this like you know i could have just given them this information yeah yeah um and then so jeremy like rides high on that not really though because like if they knowing like if they sold it for a knowingly like uh illicit purpose they can manslaughter Right, exactly. But so like the FBI would not just be like, "Hey, can you give us this purchase order?" Right. And that's and that's and like honestly, dude, like if you got like Okay, so think about tw- 10 years ago, if you were one of those people who like the FBI showed up and was like, "You downloaded uh the black album by Metallica on <laughs> Napster." Like because that happened also, right? Mm-hmm. So people like the FBI showed up to people's homes where like grandmas got arrested for their grandsons who lived there downloading the black album by Metallica. Mm -hmm. That was a real thing that fucking happened. So 
your your whole thing would be the same exact words that he said where he goes they could have just sent me a fucking letter yeah as opposed to putting my grandma in federal prison <laughs> so um so then there's a portion of tape where um Jeremy is has Bob on the fucking camera and he's like, so did you ever sneak 115 out of the fucking thing? Well, so that this these are the tapes they were talking about. There would only be two of them in two places encrypted. Before that, before that, there was that one where they were sitting in the actual like in the place after the quote unquote after the raid. Oh. Okay. And he was like, So was this over the 115? Mm-hmm. And Bob Lazar is like, I'm not gonna get into that. And then they cut to what yeah. you were talking about, where before they supposedly recorded this, and this ties into the very beginning of the they thing. They got raided the day after they recorded it. Right. So supposedly they were in the uh, in a meadow of the area where Bob Lazar lived, and they're out in the middle of the nowhere. And they set up the camera, and and Jeremy's like, "So, okay, did you ever steal Element One Fifteen from the government?" And then it fast forwards a whole bunch. It's him going to like this, like talking about whatever. And then, right. yeah, that's going to be encrypted and, and then kept it, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He talks about before the, before they actually, before he asks that question, he says, okay, I'm going to take the video, I'm going to encrypt that, and I'm going to take the audio separately and encrypt yeah. that. But, so so that you know. So, now, did you ever steal Element 115 from the United States government? And then it fast forwards for however long and then it stops and then jeremy says okay hold on let's take our phones out and we're going to turn them off now and we're going to throw them over here and then we're going to continue to talk and then we go back to the original opening of this fucking documentary where the fbi is raiding him and omg it's they were referencing the exact same things we were just talking about on this off the the record videotape that we never let out but our phones were near us woe is me (laughs) fake ass bullshit that i think jeremy walked bob lazar into like, I think that Jeremy was like, he would tip. I don't want to say that Jeremy tipped the feds off to investigate Bob Lazar, but I think that Jeremy was able to convince after hours of convincing. He was able to convince Bob Lazar that the reason why they were investigating him was because of this, as opposed to the fact that he sold poisonous radioactive material to a guy that killed himself with it. <laughs> right. So, um, 
Yeah, and then there's not a whole lot left in the documentary because it's a lot of like mysterious talking by the narrator again. Yeah, there is there is one thing where they talk about how uh, the secret code for um, Air Element 115 is LA 1000, which was a secret code for like they pretended, oh, this is like a high tech armor. And then that's that. So like they like there's more red herrings that they throw out. Um, element 115 apparently creates gravity. Uh, did I say earlier that element 115 when it was discovered is not the current element 115? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Cause like, and that's the thing that like that, that's the thing that really matters is that like the way that elements are are discovered is through a timeline (laughs) like yeah it's just the way things happen it's like oh we found another we found element 112 and it has 112 protons inside the atom um i'm trying to figure out if there's any more cleanup uh other than the fact that hmm do you have any more cleanup a list nope like i said the end of the documentary isn't really there's not like the last like 13 minutes is like nothing the cloud chamber that they show like they they actually show in the cloud chamber yeah and later on they explain it um that the uh element 115 is in the shape of a copper dorito yeah basically (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it's it's like a triangle like it looks like it has flavor on it yeah so therefore (laughs) it is a dorito um (laughs) yes um uh they it basically and in 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 the in the documentary they explain how it is created like he slice they slice it off a lathe and then blah 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 and whatever who gives a shit the the bottom line is is that like it's just like okay dude you have like extra knowledge about how we shave this shit off it doesn't matter what matters is is that um it either exists or it doesn't and i i I don't think Bob Lazar is really lying. I think that he might be lying about some things or like, why would you lie to your like, okay. So like in the documentary, they say, why would you lie to your wife? Why would you lie to your family? Why do you, why would you lie to your mom? Okay. You don't lie to them, but maybe you like fucking clue them in like mom, like I'm not going to fucking, I'm just saying like fucking back me up on this. Yeah, but also too, like if you're gonna lie big, you got to make sure everyone's in on it. Yeah, right, including like, like people who you don't really know, though, who like who just back you up on like fucking word alone. Oh yeah, I mean, there's definitely some people. I just think like having being like a wife or family or kids or like friends. It's right. like yeah, you're like, of course you're gonna like follow up with those people be like hey listen right this is what i'm telling people 
in the end of the documentary, he basically like he's being it goes back to the 1989 interview and he's like he's being interviewed by uh, George Knapp and he basically says that he's like not out to change people's minds. Um, yeah. He doesn't care about that. He's just telling people what's up. Like, yeah. like I, I'm not here to fucking make you believe. I'm here to just say that this is what's happening, baby. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like in in typical seventies fashion, <laughs> they do show him fucking around with that jet bike a couple of times, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. Um. I think that's it. My yeah, my my last my last like the last things I have to say is is that uh his believable uh he's believable wait. He is believable because in my opinion his cl- <laughs> stop <laughs> Are you doing like sign language for what I'm doing right? <laughs> <laughs> He's believable because his claims aren't wild. What does wild look like in sign language? I don't know. This is bitch. This is, this <laughs> thank is you. Cunt. Here's Kent. Here's thank you. No. I, the only one I know is bullshit. This Show is cocksucker. Is it really? Yeah. This is that sh- makes like sense. Shit. This is, this is bullshit. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. This is a good uh I had a student teach me that one. Medium. <laughs> um Apollo, you jerk. I don't think that he's where's Apollo? Come on. Let's see <laughs> Apollo. Oh, <gasps> oh he's been sitting there. He's in the co host chair. Oh Apollo. Oh, he can't hear us. Apollo. <laughs> Can Apollo hear us? <laughs> oh my god. I love you, him. You better rub your face on that fucking. I love him. Did you guys hear? Google. Did you guys hear him in the open mic the other night? N- no. Kevin messaged me and was like, "Your cat's being loud." Oh. <laughs> Kevin's cute. Uh, last, real quick, last thing, and then we can stop this. The uh, the recording thing is that uh, UFO footage is like pit bulls and gangs. Like now, like the big thing is, is that like a lot of people are saying like, oh, now cell phones are everywhere. So why is there so much UFO footage? Mm -hmm. There is. It's just not newsworthy. If you go on the right websites, if you go on the right subreddit, motherless.com. Yeah. (laughs) Motherless.com is not the way to go. (laughs) Um, You're not going to see UFOs. You're going to see UFOs (laughs) flying out of (laughs) pussies. I love Um, the cat. Uh, of course <laughs> Apollo is like fucking into oh, it yeah please taken. tell us um so so yeah so it's like um hey do you remember how pit bulls were killing everyone did you take a picture yeah <laughs> good I for am. you I do good remember that yes um do you remember how like pit bulls and gangs killed everybody in 1991 yeah. uh, and then suddenly out of nowhere they didn't that's what ufos are now like it's not that they're not getting it's not that people aren't seeing them and recording them it's just that it's not like the news to hit the dab like whoa (laughs) no you're exactly right though it's it's not newsworthy anymore right especially when the government comes out and it's saying that you know 
You should inject yourself with fucking (laughs) detergent. Well, I, I was, I was more along the lines of saying the government coming out and saying like, yeah, UFOs exist. Like nobody's going to care about them anymore. Right. All right. Are we done? Let's got that. Well, yeah, well, we're done. So what do you land after this? Bill, we know that you are on this guy's side. Alice, you're not. But no. Ow, I just. <laughs> <laughs> How's that tooth? Did you, could you hear that? I really smacked my face into the mic. I hope that we picked it up. Um. But no, like I, I mean, I'm a believer in aliens, and this doesn't really confirm or or like tarnish my view. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't feel any more supported by it. It's it's an interesting story. Um, I definitely lean towards believing the guy, um, just because like there's enough that adds up for me to for me to be like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Um, but like, if anything comes out in the future, of course, I'll revisit that opinion. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think he's ultimately like a pretty interesting dude and, and seems like one of the more stable UFO guys that are out there talking. Um, I, fe- for sure. I feel like Bob Lazar is, like I said before, I don't believe what Jeremy Corbyn or uh, Corbell. George Corbell or what George Knapp are uh, trying to propagate. I think that they took advantage of a dude, um, Bob Lazar. I think they took advantage of him and created um, this fucking world that the, that they live oh, in. Yeah, I mean, both those guys suck. Like, if you watch, if you watch the um, the Skinwalkers thing, the Skinwalker one, yeah, they because because Nap is involved in that as well, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He owns a bunch of the footage from. Um, the scientists who were like studying at Skinwalker Ranch, but it's it's again it's a situation where like like their documentary is just like seventy five percent the scientists' footage who was living there, right? You know what I mean? Like it's exactly, just, it's just them giving you someone else's footage and yeah. presenting it as as like their documentary. How are right. you jerk? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I just think, you know, he is definitely one of the more stable people in the field. Um, yeah. Bill, what kind of UFO was it that you saw when you were a kid? Um, I didn't see UFOs. I saw aliens outside of my window. Oh, okay. You didn't uh, see they UFO? were like the alien um, green lizard-ish. Okay. The little green men. Yeah. Okay. I, um, uh, also... I s- around the same time that the uh the sh- the miniseries V mm. was very popular um there's a long story i will just tell you that <laughs> i uh so mine was i was 11 years old and uh we were house sitting for my grandfather's friend um who had an uh an uh what's a an in ground pool okay um and it was my mom, myself, and my little brother, and we were swimming in it. And uh, my little brother would have been five or six at the time, roughly. Um, and so we're like swimming in the pool, and overhead, like pretty low, uh, it it was like a a V that had like six lights underneath, 
and it, it passed over like pretty slow, but it was really big. It was either very big or really low to the ground. Um, and I pointed it out to my mom and my mom wasn't just like, I asked my mom about this not too long ago. And she was like, yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. Like, it's crazy that you still remember it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and like it passed by slowly overhead and, you know, it was just kind of like a, wow, that was nuts thing. Uh, and then, uh, I had heard about when I was way older, like in my early twenties, um, I heard about the Phoenix lights. And when I looked up about that, it was the same exact kind of craft that the Phoenix lights, um, reported. And, and like, I didn't say anything to my mom. It wasn't a, like, I, I presented no bias. I just sent her the story and I'm like, do you remember hearing about this in the nineties? Cause that happened in like 96 or 97. I would have been three years old. And she was like, no, I've never heard of that, but that looks exactly like what we saw. And I was like, all right, cool. Like you feel the same way about it that I do without me saying anything. Wild. Like without me giving you bias, but yeah. And a list. You've never seen aliens or a UFO. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever told this story about how I think I thought I saw an angel when I was a kid or an alien. But I think now that I just either hit my head or I had a seizure. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> right the more, now. The, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I was sledding. I was sledding and we used to just have this really steep thing of rocks and it went for quite a while, like the entire length of our like porch that we have now. And then at the end, there was a little drop off. So then I would ride down the rocks in the snow and, and go flying like off of the, the little step down. And I remember like opening my eyes. I don't know, like I was sledding, but then I remember like being at the bottom and opening my eyes and seeing like a blurry light like right above me. I, honestly, I think I had a seizure. I don't I don't think anything actually happened. <laughs> but you never had any like weird nope. other than that. You never had an, any ghost thing that could be Nope. Passed not off really. As... Nope. And I used to camp all the time when I was a kid, never seen UFOs or anything like See, that. See, I I especially when I'm driving, I'm always looking for them. I just yeah. always assume it's like a satellite or, you know, something. Anytime yeah. I would see something. or I, I will say on a car trip, Kara can even confirm this. There's nothing that excites me more than, we seeing, love her. than seeing like a silver thing in the sky and like trying to track it and then like hitting some trees. And then we come out of the trees and it's gone. <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it it brings out like the dog part of my brain i'm always like where did it go where right. is it i'm like so excited i want to see it yeah well when I, the one i saw when i was a kid too the weird thing about it was like originally so <clears throat> i grew up for the listener in uh central pennsylvania in a town called shimokin which is not has nothing to offer anyone <laughs> it really does <laughs> yeah um but I remember when I was a kid of around this same time, like, like maybe before this even it happened. Um, but it was a big deal that the government was flying a B2 stealth bomber over our area. Mm. Like it was on a test run. And I remember uh. everyone on my block standing outside waiting to watch it fly over. 
and then hearing the noise that came like 10 seconds later after it flew by. Right. Um, and like, I, I juxtaposed that to the experience with like whatever this thing was that we saw when I was a kid and when we were swimming, um, because there was no sound. Like it flew overhead. Um, the lights on the bottom of it were like orange and they were bright enough that you could like see the craft around the light. Right. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of reflecting back up onto the thing. Right. And then, and then eventually it passed over the houses and, you know, was out of sight. Right. But we saw it for probably five minutes before it flew out of sight. That makes sense. Yeah. That's how things go. Um, I'm going to stop recording right now. Okay. You guys ready? Yeah. Uh, let's, um, oh yeah. So end of, how do we end it? Goodbye. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Adios. Um, Okay. Straight to the top. Thanks for listening. Hit up the Amazon link. Drunkbillexplains.com. Clear your cookies. Click on the Amazon banner. Do shopping normally. We're not going to do it later. Let's see you do more. And we're going to get a little taste of that. So, thank you. And find us on Instagram at Drunk Bill Explains. Uh, on, on Facebook, Drunk Bill Explains. Follow Bill, Bill Russell. Um, follow uh, um, Civil War Cider on uh, Facebook. And then you can buy like c- ciders from them and love You can go food. get us some ciders or food or whatever. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Pay us. Just, you know what? I don't think the fucking wor- link works anymore. So just real Russum on Venmo and <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> uh, pay me. <laughs> All right. And, and Chris, plug your place. Uh, Gorky Romano on all social media. Um, all money apps as well, if you so Gorky desire. Um, G-O-R-K-Y-R-O-M-A-N-O. Bill, shut up. <laughs> Uh, up and up podcast uh upnup um it's a video game podcast and stay tuned bill and i have a project coming in the future yeah that's right yay bye bye, bye. straight to the top Hail Satan. take your weedies yeah, eat bye. your weedies good podcast Good podcast. Good podcast. Good podcast. Podcast. Good podcast. Podcast. Good podcast. Good podcast. Good podcast. Podcast. Good podcast. Big ups. FS Plus. FS Plus. Good podcast.